getting set for tonight's season opener with the Big Briarwood team from down Birmingham way who's been a thorn in our side. I think we're like 0-3 or 0-4 against Briarwood and with Scott Weatherly and uh, Brett Hass. And uh, we'd like to see us pick up a win against Briarwood for the first time. It'd be nice, Roger. I guess the last time we played them was in the playoffs, what, three, maybe four years ago? We, uh, they had them up here for the first round. Is that correct? I believe you're correct. And it was close, only a four-point loss, I think, in that game. But uh, somehow they've kind of had our number, even going back to the infamous uh, – year when it looked like we had a good chance and they wet the field down at least that's what everybody thought so anyway we'll be back in a few minutes and talk a little more about tonight's game but let's take a two-minute break and we'll be back in two minutes We are a community, and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The time. Well, we're back at Wildcat Stadium and getting set for tonight's game, the opening game of the season. And things are a little different, guys, around here. The band won't be in the stands. They're going to be off to our right, setting in the uh, setting in the. Setting in the end zone, so that's going to be a little bit different, something that we're not used to. 
Also, the fans in the stands are all spaced out and can't come in contact, and most of the folks are wearing masks, guys. They are, Roger. It's just a crazy time, as everybody knows, uh, with this whole pandemic starting back in March, but uh, we're extremely lucky to have football uh, get, get into play, and um, ho hopefully we can get to complete the season. Well, I hope so, and uh, we're still having some senior night activities going on the field. We're some about eight and a half minutes away from kickoff, and uh, anxious to see this Wildcat uh, edition of the Fort Payne Wildcats. A pretty good season last year, and hopefully we can improve on it this year, Scott. That's exactly right, Roger. I was talking to Coach Elmore earlier, uh, I guess it was maybe a couple of weeks before school started, and uh, seemed very excited about uh, on the offensive side, we're turning a lot of players uh, defensive side. Uh, they said the coaches were getting a little, little antsy at times uh, with, with some new players and just learn, learning. And, of course, the summer workouts were completely different than what they've ever been uh, with the protocols that uh, everyone had to go through. But I think all the coaches and the players have to be extremely excited about the season. And, Brett, we lost some good players from last season's team. But, Coach, in the interview, kind of talked like maybe we're going to be able to replace them, hopefully. Yeah, year in, year out, you know, you're replacing players. And I think we got five or six guys returning on possibly both sides. I, uh, you know, each year uh, you got these younger guys stepping up, gives them the opportunity and same. I think we're in the same boat uh, as Briarwood Christian. They've got some guys returning. They've, they've actually had some kids that I understand they had a lineman sign at Clemson and some other players, and they went deep into playoffs. But at any rate, I, I think year in, year out, you're, you're replacing players, and, and you get some uh, young guys that usually step up that's uh, usually pretty exciting. Uh, they have a couple of good players. Uh, if you remember anybody that's an Alabama fan, they exclude Scott. But uh, remember Chris Donnelly from back in the day. His son's on the team. And also there's all-state linebacker Tyler Wall, a W-A-U-G-H Wall, I would guess. So uh, they have some players. And uh, so they have a pretty good team. And they were in just a few points of going to the finals last year. Yeah, always it's always a strong team, Roger. You, you hit that on the button. Always a strong team and and very football oriented, very conscientious about this sport at their school. And, and year in year out, they're they're going to be a team to uh, definitely deal with. They're asking everybody, please stand for a moment of silence.
it's not gonna work. It's cutting. It's like cutting in and out. Fort Payne lineups, so we probably don't have time for both, but go over this uh, Fort Payne starting lineup for this season. All right, Ro Roger, returning for uh, Fort Payne at running back will be number 15, Hunter Love. Starting at quarterback, also returning will be number 13, J.D. Blaylock. At tight end, number 88, Sawyer Burt. And at wide receiver, you'll have number 82, Cam Thomas. Number five, Brody Bruce. And number six, Connor Cash. Left tackle will be number 61, Riley Kuhn. Left guard, number 58, Bronson Laney. Number 79, Eli, Eli Fraser will be starting at center. Number 54, Nathan Gentry at right guard. And number 74, Logan Beard at right tackle. As we go to the defensive side, number 94, Heisman Brown will be starting at defensive end. Defensive tackle, number 34, Daryl Prater. Also at defensive tackle, number 42, Makai Maxwell. Number 81, Jaden DuBose starting at defensive end. And your three linebackers will be number 28, Will Green, number 47, Devin Wells, 21, Seth Williams, and also number seven, Darwin Camp, starting at linebacker. So move to cornerback, number three, Ricky Adams, and also number 19, Caden Holbrook. And starting at free safety for Fort Payne will be number 11, Will Abbott. Well, for, with Fort Payne, some firepower coming back this season. Uh, senior quarterback, J.D. Blaylock coming back, and with big old Hunter Love, who Hunter is weighing up around 250 pounds this year, and that's quite a bit more than last year. And Coach says, Brett, that he hadn't lost any of his speed or his movements. Yeah, he, he looks uh, he, he looked big and strong for sure. And, you know, you, you said something about him last week in, what, the inter-squad game or maybe a scrimmage game. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to tackle him, I'll assure you that. He is much, he's much he, huge for a running back, for sure. I didn't want to tackle him last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 250-pound running back. You don't hear that really often, do you? So the Cats will try to get this season underway under winning notice. Ed Briarwood were just a, really a few points last year from going to the state championship uh, game. Of course, they moved up from 5A to 6A this year, so they'll have a little more stiff competition this year. So as the officials have met, we had the coin toss. And, one of the things we saw different this year was there were only one captain for each team. Another one of the things that COVID has dictated to us this year is the Fort Payne Wildcats come to the near sideline, led by the cheerleaders, and they kind of spaced out. And this year, the teams will line up from the 10s to the 10. Uh, past, it's been, what, 25 to the 25, I think. I think you're exactly right, Roger. And uh, talking about this Briarwood team, Coach Elmore, I heard him talking now, he's very, very familiar with this team and uh, this coaching staff. As he, when he was at Chelsea, that was one of their big, big rivals, and uh, he made the, made the comment that you're not going to see Briarwood throw a lot of different formations at you. They're very good at what they do, mm -hmm. uh, but they stick to very, very basic things, very fundamental. Uh, but he said, "There's one thing preparing for them. You don't have to worry about them or preparing and shifting, and making and looking at a lot of different formations on the offensive or defensive side." And one thing about their quarterback, only a freshman last season, and still carried them to the almost to the championship. And so I'm sure he's done nothing but improve this year. 
So we'll get this one underway as one, part, one place for sure we don't have to worry about with Fort Payne is the guy that's teeing the ball up right now. Alex you're, McPherson. You're exactly right, Roger. And, uh, good thing for Fort Payne. We've got him this year and one more year. Absolutely. Seems like, well, I guess when you've had McPherson's for a quarter century, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty, pretty good thing, isn't it? It sure is. And they just keep getting better. They do. This could be the last one, unfortunately, for us. But uh, expect big things out of Alex. Coach said he had been hitting. He had a 58-yard or so in practice, so. I'm sure he's going to take up right where he left off last year as we're getting set to go. And Alex circling around out there, and we're just waiting for the officials to blow the whistle, and this season will be underway. Fort Payne's already 1-0, by the way. We did get the forfeit against Athens. That is correct. So even if we win this game, we don't get a win for it, apparently. And Alex starts the season by drilling it. Through the goal post, uh, and we count that as a three. Pretty good start, isn't it, on the kickoff? First and ten, Broward Christian from round 40. So they will begin with the ball, will the Lions. And like I said, we're kind of having to guess on partially who their starting lineups are because of the pregame stuff. We didn't really get their starting lineup. But we know at quarterback will be Christopher Zenia, uh, number 17. And in the backfield will be number 23, Luke Reballs. And now they're going to move the ball back. They had misspot the ball to start. That's not a good start, is it? Now they put it back to the 20-yard line. I think they were doing the college thing and putting it out to the 25. Again, it is. Christopher Vizinha, the starting quarterback. He'll be in the shotgun formation. One set back to his right is Lucas Reballs. They're going to hand on the sweep to Reballs going left. Fort Payne's going to get him after about a four-yard pickup. And that tackle on the tackle for Fort Payne was number 11, Will Abbott. So a good start for Will. Pickup of about four, so second down and six. And the whistle blows as the official steps in. And they're going to send the player out, looks like. Is that number 20? Looks like number 23 there he might be sending out. That's uh, Luke Reballs. Looking at something on his arm, Roger. I don't know. The player didn't think there was anything wrong with it. The official must have seen something. I don't. It was like tape or something, something dangling, that, wasn't yeah. it? So I bet it was the dangle that got him in trouble. So second down and six. Little flare out to the near side. Caught across the 30, 35, 36 yard line. And it'll be a first down as they pick up 10 yards. So Briarwood starts out with the first down and they're gonna work quickly as they'll get reballs back into that back, uh, into the backfield. And quickly they'll line up. Triple receivers to the far side. In snap, Fort Payne jumps. Let's see where they've drawn off or will be penalized five yards for offsides. Yep, Fort Payne jumps. Well, quarterback just, the uh, Zena clapped his hands and the whole front line of Fort Payne jumped. So now it'll be first and five from out right on the 42 yard line of Briarwood. 
Going to sweep to the left, hand off to Rebos. He finds open up the middle, has the first down by about a yard, and a big pickup of six on the play. Looks like he's going to go outside, Brett, and he cut it right back up in the middle. Yeah, read the hole well. Like you said, he gave it, gave it to him off tackle, and he cuts it back up and runs dead up the center of the field. Good pickup, but an excellent hole by the Briarwood offensive line. Stedman, the wide receiver to the near side. As Zenia sets again in the shotgun looks, wants to throw over the middle. Oh, uh, he ought to caught that. He tried to hit number six. Connor Cash. Nope, nope, got the wrong team there. Number six for Briarwood. Probably Sawyer Tyndall. Yep, Sawyer Tyndall tried to hit him right in his hands, maybe a little behind him. Second down now in 10. Ball at the Briarwood 49 yard line. Again, quarterback Zena drops back, getting pressured, sets the screen up the middle, has it working, devoids the tackle, and probably going to be maybe a hair short of the first down, pick up of nine and a half. Well, they set that up pretty, didn't they? They did, Roger. I think they saw the uh, blitz coming from Fort Payne, just a design screen and uh, set it up extremely well. So now third down and one. Cats need to get in the backfield here. And there's a whistle. Could we be lucky enough to get them in a five-yard penalty? Is they going to come up and see they're going to have a little discussion here. What is going on now? Well, nothing apparently. They're going to rehuddle and we'll restart. And first down for Broward. Yeah, yep. they're going to call it a first now. You know, Broward's got this 6'3", six, 6'4", six, quarterback, you know, and you, you think right off the bat, he's not probably real versatile, so they're sending them after him, and Broward's picking up on that and calling him in the screen. Xenia had a little flare outside, out of the backfield, goes 24. He'll make the grab, pick up good yardage on the play. And but there's a flag on the play, down outside the Fort Payne 37-yard line. Let's see if we've got a hold against Briarwood. And they are going to step it off. Holding against Briarwood. First penalty of the game for either team. Of course, Fort Payne yet to see the ball on offense. So they'll move it back to the Fort Payne 47-yard line where it'll be first and 15. That time he hit number 24 coming out of the backfield. Again, they're going to sweep left, toss to the left side. Avoiding one tackler, another tackler out inside the Fort Payne 35 to the 34-yard line, and that was Rebolts again. I think Steve's calling him Rebolts. So we'll go with Rebolts now. Second down and just uh, over three now for Briarwood. They kind of overcame the big chunk of that penalty on that one play. Second and long three. And now Fort Payne, did they jump? Flags went to flying. It'll be interesting, Roger, like there's movement on both sides. I don't know who they're going to get it on. Well, Briarwood's moving back, so maybe they're guilty. They are. Illegal procedure against Briarwood. The Lions move back five, and it'll be second down now and eight to go. Second down, eight. Almost nine as we look at the yardage markers across the field. Zenia again with the quarterback with Rebels in the backfield. Going to roll left, wants to throw. The right-hander throws it down the sideline, has a receiver wide open. Caught. 
the 10. Makes a move inside the five, down to the three-yard line as he hit Brooks Donnelly. That's uh, Chris Donnelly, the former Alabama player's son. That time we just uh, didn't get back on the receiver. Yeah, that time they're going to roll the quarterback out left on a kind of a bootleg, and he's going to throw back across his body, Roger, about 30 or 40 yards down the field. Just a great throw and show you the uh, versatility and the strength of this quarterback. And, again, flags fly before we can get the uh, – play underway. We're having a lot of trouble from the line of scrimmage. And it looks like it's going to be a procedure call against Briarwood again. Illegal well, they're doing everything they can to help us. First and goal. So it'll be first and goal now from, from the, the eight-yard yard line. Just your basic discipline penalties you see in the opening game, you know, a lot of kind of knocking the cobwebs off. You're noticing the quarterback's getting rid of the ball quick, too, and, and he's not giving us a chance to get to him in the backfield. So again, Rebels in the backfield alongside Vizinia. Vizinia looks, hands off on a sweep to the left side. Fort Payne read it well, but missed the tackle, and they're going to stop him about the three-yard line. Again, that was, that was number 24 again on the carry. It's pretty much been him, Rebels, and Dyson so far on the carry. Dyson, a wide receiver, 5'10", 165. Second down, they placed it on the five-yard line. Second down and five. Number 30 gets the snap, and he's going to go left and in for the touchdown. Well, they did direct snap to number 30, Tyler Wall, and he goes in for the first touchdown of the game. Got that time, Briarwood on offense did an unbelievable job of mixing up plays and keeping Fort Payne on their toes. You know, we see him throw it down the field. We see him throw it out in the flat to, uh, to a back. We've seen him run it off tackle. We've seen him run it on sweeps. It's uh, just a really good offensive series. And they had a lot of blockers out in front of him, and the extra point attempt put up by number 20 is good. So Briarwood takes a 7 to nothing lead with 9.01 to go here in the first quarter. So not the defensive start, Brett, that uh, Fort Payne would like to have. No, but Scott hit it on the button. They, they've mixed it up well, and, and, you know, Coach Elmore told it, has said this numerous times, that Broward Christian, well-coached, well-disciplined team. You saw all that. You, they had a couple of penalties going down offensively, but uh, as a whole, just just spread the wealth throughout the field and, and, and kept, kept Fort Payne's defense on their toes for sure. Well, Briarwood certainly playing in that Birmingham area and, Used to play in those big schools, so uh, I don't think they get bothered by very much that they run into, and certainly coming to Fort Payne didn't intimidate them. Roger, I think Briarwood was in the same situation Fort Payne was where uh, the school they were supposed to play the first week of the uh, season had some uh, kids come down that were sick, and uh, they their game got canceled. Yep. And uh, Coach Edmore and Coach Briarwood got together and said, yeah, we're both off, let's, let's play. Uh, yep, so it right, worked Scott. out good for both schools. Cash and DuBose back deep to receive for Fort Payne. So now we'll finally get to see what Fort Payne can do here on offense. They put a toe into it. Going to be fielded at the 10-yard line on the far side, the 15, the 20. 25-yard line stood up there and dumped. Around the 20 or 21-yard line. We're going to give him the 21. So Fort Payne will have it first and 10 from the 21-yard line. So J.D. Blaylock will bring his team out at quarterback, Hunter Love, the big running back. Receiver Sawyer Burt and Cam Thomas. And got a veteran line out there in front of him, so hopefully we can uh, move these guys back a little bit. J.D. under center. 
Burt comes to the near side. Motion again by number six. They're going to hand up the middle to Love, and Love's going to barrel forward for about, I guess he got to the 23, so a couple of yards on the carry. Yeah, maybe it's almost near the 24, so we'll give him three. So second down and seven. Again, this time they're going to hand again to the deep back glove. Tries to cut outside there on top of him. Going to knock him down at the 31. They uh, pick up of about two on this one. So it'll be third down and five. Third down and Fort Payne looking at their first third down of the game. Need five yards to keep the drive going. J.D. back in the shotgun. Takes the snap. Looks. Wants to throw to Burt. Comes across on the screen. Has it set up. Hit Hunter Love. 35. And he's going to be about a yard or half yard short of the first down. Let's see what will coach. A decision time already. They're going to give him the first, aren't they? Well, we got a good spot on that one, didn't we? Either that or my... Glasses are not working well. Me, me and you both, Roger. Fort Payne again that time. They kind of did exactly what Briarwood did earlier, just a design screen, and uh, Hunter Love's able to get just enough for the first down. J.D. again throws a little flare, and it's knocked down at the line of scrimmage. Their big number 59 came through and knocked the ball down. That is Holden Patterson, 6'4", 220. Yeah, their whole, their whole front line there is all six, at least 6'3", six, big guys. Uh, so second down and 10. Again, their Hunter Love gets it. He'll get out near the 40-yard line and pick up over close to, close to four. They see if they mark it on the 39, so pick up a three, and it'll be third down and seven. Third down, seven. It'll be interesting to see how this game it goes on, running Hunter Love, guy that's 250 at running back, keep pounding, up, pounding it down the middle two or three yards at a time. After a while, that takes a toll on the defense. Yeah, it does. Well, that's going to help as Briarwood jumps offside, so it'll bring it from a third and seven to third and two. Outside against Briarwood. All the way out to the 44-yard line. Need to get to the 46 for a Fort Payne first down. I bet Hunter Love might get this, needing two yards. He deep in the backfield. They hand it to Hunter. They're reading it. He twists and turns, and I believe he got there. It's going to be close. See where the official's coming from the uh, far side. I would say he's a little short, but, Scott, based on what we saw last couple of plays, I'm not going to guess. Put that ball down, Roger. They may bring the change across, or he may, yeah. may be a foot short or the nose of yeah, football he's, short. Yeah, he's, a, he's a eight inches to a foot short. I believe he's closer to it this time than he was the last time, though. And they he was the two yards short last time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. You know, we talk about Hunter Love size over and over. I mean, he's, what, 6'2", 250, basically. And, you know, you size him up with his linemen on – Briarwood's front end, and he's not bigger than any of them. So that tells you a lot. Absolutely. Boy, it's just what inches short. Just a little bit. Yeah, I think just coast. a little bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a descriptive. Yeah, even though we're on that Fort Payne side of the ball, only needing a couple of inches, I'm sure we're going to 
hand this one off to Hunter. Of course, they got in the backfield on top of him pretty quickly last carry. I mean, he squirmed his way forward. Let's see if I'm sure they're going to be keying on him once again. Hunter set way deep in the backfield. J.D. under center sends, sends Burke to the near side. Cash goes to the far side. Little pitch back to Hunter. Hunter's going to have this, I thought, but no, they're going to come up and stop him. So Briarwood's going to take over. There's an, old, pitch out. there's an old thing that say, says trust your speed. He, You know, Hunter's not a speed demon, but if he trusts his speed and come to the sideline, it was a great play call. Had a little misdirection to end up doing the option this side, but Hunter takes two steps, and, and he's got some pursuit on him, but they didn't have the proper angle. He had a better chance to come to the sideline. He cuts it up and ends up, what, three yards short. Yeah, he had two guys just meeting him head on yeah. by that time. Uh-oh, bad break for the cat says. Barwood will have it first on the Fort Payne 43, and we got a heat break. Heat break. We'll take a one-minute break. It's Briarwood 7 to nothing. We are a community, and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. There's going to be a big gloss on. On the play. All the way back into Briarwood territory at the 49-yard line. Bad snap that time. So we won't complain over that. Second down now in about 19. Big lanky receiver to the near side. Xenia again in the shotgun. Drops back, looks, mm. looks, been pressured. Mm. He's hit, gets away. Going to rush up the middle and caught from behind after a pickup of a couple. Number 81 for the Cats just wouldn't give up on him. And that was Jaden Dubose and was able to bring him down. When it looked like, Scott, he had some uh, running room in front of him. Yeah, once he got out of the pocket there, Roger, and uh, bro broke it upfield, I thought he definitely had some room. And Dubose with a great shoestring tackle there to save, I don't know, maybe picking up seven or eight yards at least. So third down now and 16, you'd think they'll be putting this one in the air. Twin receivers to the near side, single receiver to the far side. Zena rolls to this side, throws down, and overthrows his receiver. Tried to hit number 24 again, but overthrew him. The ball goes out of bounds. And Fort Payne going for it on fourth. Brett is not going to hurt him. We're going to get the ball back. You know, we saw that good pursuit, and I believe that was Daryl Prater. He came through like a rocket, which he's another one that looks good that's come and matured with his team. And, of course, uh, 
coming from a football family for sure, but uh, Daryl comes in there and just loses, not under control, and runs past the quarterback or would have had a super sack there in the last possession. Connor Cash back at the Fort Payne 15. Snap is high, but he's able to grab it. Kicks it right down the middle. Well, comes to the right side. They're going to get away from it and just let it roll as far as it wants down to the 10-yard line. It dies right on the strike. Fort Payne will have it first and 10 from their own 10. So hopefully this time Fort Payne will have a little more success offensively. Yeah, give Fort Payne's defense some credit there. I know Briarwood had a bad snap. But other than that, Fort Payne evidently made some adjustments after that first series and uh, got a quick three and out, and the offense get a chance to get the ball back and get some momentum. Fort Payne trails Briarwood 7 to nothing with 5.04 to go here in the first quarter. Can J.D. in the shotgun. Hunter Love's going to get it, going to cut up the middle. No, J.G. J.D. faked it and kept it. And he's going to get out about the 14-yard line. So he'll pick up a four. I think we're going to have to do a little bit more of that type thing. Not to keep all the pressure on Hunter every time in the running game. We have to find a way to put it in the air just a little bit to get that secondary two off of us. As they're closing so quick now, they don't, uh, they're not threatened at all by being beat deep. J.D. again going to hand it to Hunter on the right sweep. He's going to come across to the, well, he don't make it quite to the 20. He's going to be about two yards shy, I think. Good pickup, though, on the play. Pickup of about five, so it'll be third down now and two. Crawford made the tackle for Briarwood. Another big third down, third and two. Sawyer Burke to the near side. Also for Fort Payne. Coming near side, number five, Brody Bruce. Going to hand it to Love. He makes the cut, dives, dives, pushes, and he's going to have the first down. Now that right there was Hunter Love and his strength. Fort Payne, first down. Fort Payne still, even with picking up a first down, kind of deep in their own territory. The ball out near the 21-yard line. J.D. again wants to pass, looking. Going to keep it instead. Middle opens up. He's out across the 25, the 30, and maybe the 31-yard line. He got a first down, a good 10-yard run. So, Blaylock did a good job. He bailed right in time because they were closing in on him. But that hole just opened up right in front of him. Yeah, good smart play there by Blaylock. Pressure coming and nobody opening, just tucks it and uh, picks up yep. the first down. So first and 10 now. Again, going to hand to Hunter Love. Cuts right, has an opening, breaks a tackle, and he's out near another first down. They may mark it about a foot shy. Let's see. If they put it on the 40, he's got it. They do not. So it's just going to be a couple inches shy again. Second down and inches. Fort Payne quickly working again. J.D. up under center. Going to turn, going to again hunt it to Love, going to fake it to Love. He's going it. right, going to throw, has it throw. Oh, Ooh, thought that was going to be picked off for a minute. But luckily it goes incomplete, That's so we'll be looking at third down now in a couple of inches. Yeah, I thought that guy was going to pick that one off. Good play, though. You know, short, I don't, I don't mind taking the shot down the field. And uh, Blaylock, if he had it to do over again, Roger, I think he would just tuck it and uh, run and pick up the first down. Right. Third down and a couple of inches. Again, J.D. under center. 
And he's going to turn, going to hand to Love. Love's going to put his head down and pick up the first down. Did he fumble the ball? Briarwood says he did, did he? No, yes, he did. Briarwood recovers. Well, nope. I thought we got one official saying he was down. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah, the one said he did, and one said he didn't. I hope the didn't wins. They're going to say his knee hit the ground like a helmet came in there late, though, after his knee hit evidently and just hit right on the football. But Ooh, Good. To the 31-yard, 41-yard line, then first and 10 for Fort Payne. Fort Payne using up some clock. Down inside three minutes to go here in the first quarter. Fort Payne trails 7-0. to zero. Fort Payne not in any big hurry. Flag comes in. Let's see what happened. Did Fort Payne move? Flag on the flag. Or did Briarwood line up offsides? The way the official's looking, it's going to be Briarwood. Yes. So that'll move the ball out near the 46-yard line. Offside against Briarwood, be first and five. So first and five. So Briarwood helping us out all they can, aren't they, with these penalties? I mean, they've already had, what, about six penalties? They have, Roger. Again, going to throw a little out to Burt, but they're going to be on him right at the line of scrimmage and going to bring him down. Not anything picked up there. Pass complete to Sawyer Burt. J.D. just stood up and threw it right over to Burt, but they were on top of that one. Yeah, you see Briarwood secondary that time, Roger. Like you said, Fort Payne, I like the play call. Briarwood secondary just closes in so fast on that play and just nowhere for Burt to go. Uh, Steve's going to give them one on the play, so we'll make it second down and four. It's a long four. Again, Burt comes to the near side. Cash. Now they're going to hand it to Love. He tries oh, to make the ball. He fumbled this time. He did fumble. Fort Payne's still fighting for it. There's a big scrum for it. Briarwood may oh, have it. Play. Right at the 45-yard line, and let's see who's going to come up with it. Both teams had a chance. Briarwood Brian wins the scramble. Reese Barner on the recovery. Barner made the recovery for Briarwood. So, man, Fort Payne just mistakes are hurting them right now. Luckily, we've just kept uh, only that one touchdown on the board with 144 to go here in the first quarter. So, Briarwood will bring Don Donnelly back out, Reballs out, and Vizinia. Vizinia's going to hand off the Reballs. Has the left corner, turns it upfield. He's at the 30, the 25, down to around the 20. Three-yard line. Good Rebels on the first down carry. Rebels. Well, he was quick getting around the end, wasn't he? He Poor kind Rebels. of exploded. He definitely has some speed, Roger. That's one thing I did notice on that play. Once he gets busted to the outside, right, races on, and uh, Fort Payne, I think, lucky to catch him there. So first and 10 from the Fort Payne 24-yard line. Fort Payne going to have to stiffen up here on defense. A little toss sweep to Rebels on the left side. That may be number 22 in there now at running back instead of Rebels. Riley Margin. Riley Margin running back, a 5'10", 170-pounder in now instead of Rebels. Would you mind hitting that light switch there for me, buddy, right over your head? Here we go again. It's going to be the quarterback keeping it this time. And he's going to pick up 
I don't think he got Parker the first. On the yes, he may have. Yep, first down. Picked up five. So it'll be first and ten from the Fort Payne 13-yard line. Williams made the tackle for Fort Payne. Fort Payne defense here kind of on their heels. Zini again, re-balls to his left. Goes across the middle and incomplete. Good job on defense there. Fort Payne's number 11, Will Abbott, had good coverage that time on the receiver. We'll have it on the cover. Second down, 10. So second and 10. Boy, if we could just hold them to a field goal try here, it would be a win. We're at one minute exactly on the clock here in the first quarter. Briarwood up seven to nothing. Again, they're gonna keep it this time in a direct snap to Rebels. He's looking his way, but gets two inside the five, down to the three, maybe the two. Luke Rebels on the carry. Rebels just took his time, Scott, as he went up the middle and just picked his spots. He did, Roger, very patient run, just waiting for a hole to open it up. When it did, he's so quick and explosive that uh, he had to get down there and almost score. Mackay made the tackle for Fort Payne, but not until he reached the two. Quarterback's going to pull it out this time and dive in for the touchdown. Let's see if that was the quarterback or if they went again to rebounds. Two yards and a Broadway touchdown. Still couldn't see his number again. Number seven, I believe. This time they brought in there. That was Luke Hand listed as a linebacker. This time he goes in and it's 13 to nothing. Extra point attempt. Kick is up. Kick is good. So with 47.1 seconds to go here in the first period or quarter of play, it's Briarwood 14, Fort Payne 0. So it's going to be important now, I think, on this next drive for Fort Payne to get some points out of this. Again, as Scott said, in that first possession, Roger, Broward doing a really good job of mixing up, keeping Fort Payne on their heels or throwing it. They went to Wildcat a couple of times where the quarterback actually went into a slot position, and uh, I lost him a couple of times. He might have went to receiver, but at any rate, they're, they're mixing it up well. And, and again, as Coach Elmore said, a well-coached team and a uh, uh, very good drive on that possession. Well, you just got to have a feeling here that Fort Payne's going to be able to turn it around at some point. But so far, other than penalties, Briarwood's not making a whole lot of mistakes. Well, and we don't we don't have that. You know, I hadn't seen, and I, I I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong, but we don't we don't have that Matthew Shadows. We don't have people that can run in behind you offensively. So that you can be a little more conservative defensively and close down and run stunts and and, and whatnot. And uh, that's I think that's hurting us a little bit because we're no threat to throw it behind them. So the kick goes into the end zone, so Fort Payne will have it again at their own 20-yard line. 47, still 47.1 seconds to go here in the first quarter. And a pretty big crowd from Fort Payne, the way it looks. Looking then, Briarwood with a good crowd across the way. They didn't bring their band, so the only band here is the Cat Band, who's down in our end zone to our right. So here we go, Fort Payne again with it. J.D. under center. Going to hand on the sweep. Had an opening for second, and they're going to collapse on him. I believe that was, was it Burt that got the ball. Nope, it was number 82. Cam Thomas. 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 Cam Thomas got it, and that one guy read that well. It's going to be a loss of about close to three. They move it on back a little further. So loss of three, second down now and 13. So they read that one well. 
J.D. moves back to the shotgun, looks, wants to throw. Fort Payne trying to protect him, dumps it off in the middle, caught there. Across the 20, the 25, dragging people, goes Love out to the 30, and he's right at a uh, Fort Payne first down. Did he get there? Yep, they're moving the markers, and another Fort Payne first down. No, we still haven't crossed midfield, and we've had quite a few first downs, but we just can't get past the midfield strike. And as the horn sounds, and that'll end the first quarter of play with Briarwood holding a 14-0 lead. We'll be back in one minute. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful Okay, for Fort Payne after a first down has it first and 10 from their own 30-yard line. They're going to hand it fake to Love, keeping his Blaylock cuts outside the 40. The 45 out to the 47-yard line. That time a good job by J.D. just taking his time, reading the coverage, and darting in for a big pickup. J.D. showing a little bit of a speed right there, Roger. Yeah, he was moving them boots. All the way out to the 48-yard line. This time going to turn, hand to Hunter, goes left, falls down on the cut. Fell down right, maybe a little behind the line of scrimmage. Might have lost a half yard. He's, uh, like I said, he's, he's just slipped on the turf. So it'll be second down and 10. Second down and 10. So let's see if that forces Fort Payne to... Think about putting this one in the air as Hunter ties his shoe. Now we're ready to go. J.D. back in the shotgun. And the whistle's going to sound. Plenty of time on the clock. They're going to reset the 25-second clock, and we'll reset the play. Again, J.D. with the snap, looks, wants to throw, looking to the sideline, can't get anybody as his players covered. He's going to run out and going to be upended about maybe a yard, yard and a half shy of the first down. A good job again by J.D. He saw number 82, Thomas, out here was covered, tucked it under, and almost picked up the first down. Yeah, looking over this way towards Cam Thomas, Roger, kind of brought the defense this way too and opened up that backside. So here we go, another big third down, third and two and a half. 
Again, J.D.'s going to keep it, going to try, cuts up the middle, cuts to the outside, trying to get a block, got the first down and runs out of bounds at the 39. Well, he's taking advantage, guys, of everybody converting or converging on Hunter Love, and he's just being patient and picking up first down yardage for the Cats. So first and 10 at the 34-yard line of Briarwood. Long setback is Hunter. Hunter gets the ball, going to cut outside 30, down to the 35, and falling forward to near the 31. They'll give him the 31-yard line. Eight yards on the carry for Hunter Love. So it'd be second down and two. That time, Brett, what you were talking about earlier, he had that angle to the sideline. He stayed with it, didn't cut it up in the middle, was able to pick up eight yards. He did, and we're mixing it up enough now. We got them enough on their heels that they're not we're not getting three on one, uh, you know, defense to offense, and Hunter's getting a better chance at being successful uh, carrying the ball. Second down, two. Again, Hunter, the lone person in the backfield, they're going to turn, they're going to fake it to him. J.D. wants to throw. He's going to throw down the right side and has it caught. Touchdown! Cam Thomas. And, man, he caught it right over the defender and uh, pulled it in, and Fort Payne is pulled within a touchdown. Yeah, great catch by Cam Thomas in pretty heavy traffic. The defense had a good play on the ball, and uh, Thomas going up and just making a great catch. Yes, he did. Actually, the guy had the better position of the two, and Cam just kind of reached over his shoulder in front of him and grabbed the ball for the touchdown. So Alex will get his opportunity for his first point of the season on the board with the extra point with 9.41 to go here in the second quarter. J.D. is the holder once again this season. Good snap, good hold, kick is up. Had a little pressure on it, the kick is up, and it is good. With 9.41 to go here in the second quarter, Fort Payne has cut it to 14 to 7. Good drive, Brett, for the Cats. Yeah, a good drive there, and we found out a little weak side for them, and it, it lets J.D. be a little more loose. But that play, I don't know how many play-action pass plays we have, but that lets J.D. He's faking inside, rolling outside, and he's got two or three receivers options down the field. And what's happening is they're covering the receivers. He's having room, and then he has two big pickups, and then all of a sudden the receivers become open which makes the get, turns the game completely around. And now you, you plug that in and plug Hunter Love back into the equation, it makes this game a holy a, a, big, a big difference in this game anyway, offensively for Fort Payne. The main thing, J.D.'s making the right decision on whether to keep the ball or throw yeah, the yeah, ball or look, hand off the ball. Look well right there, and he, he looks really good on that. And that changes things, too. When, you just, when J.D.'s just coming out from under the center and handing off to Hunter, and then all of a sudden you start rolling him out right and left and giving him an option where he can run, and it turns it into – you know, you got three guys downfield. Fort Payne looked really good right there. Really, really good play calling by Coach Elmore. So Alex set up, kicking from our left to our right now as we're here in the second quarter of play toward the scoreboard. Puts this one up, and I believe this will be another field goal. Yes, sir, it's over the bars. Two kickoffs for Alex, and both of them is cleared the uprights. <laughs> is that 70 yards, Roger? I think the two back about, about caught that one. <laughs> Telling you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It almost went in the tube hole, didn't it? So Briarwood will come out again. This time with the lead cut to seven. Again, it'll be the same folks in that lineup. It'll be Rebels at running back and the Zenia at quarterback. 
They're going to hand off to Rebels. Fort Payne's doing a good job of getting to him. Going to stop him after a short game. Maybe one. The defense has stepped it up and reading those plays better. So Rebels held only a one yard, less than one, really carry. So we'll just say second down and nine now. So quickly, Vizinia ready. Fort Payne may have jumped. Well, thought we did. They didn't throw a flag. Good job, Cats. Zenia this time gets a snap, wants to roll right, wants to throw, wants to throw, throws to that right sideline. Caught, Fort Payne missed the tackle, and he's going to get his first down out near the 35. Jay Butler on the reception. Butler made the reception, and Fort Payne missed a chance to stop him just short of the first Jay down, but missed the tackle, down. Scott. Everybody's about time Fort Payne has a good break on the football and just can't quite get there in time and misses the tackle and uh, allows Briarwood to pick up the first. So first and 10 at the Briarwood 33-yard line. Zini again waits for his receiver to get to the near side. High snap, it's knocked up in there and falls down on the ground. Fort, Fort Payne's Payne going to be on it. It'll be Fort Payne ball. Man, that went up there, and he and Rebels kind of juggled it for a minute, and Fort Payne had four people on top of it. Yeah, Roger, I'm not exactly sure what happened there. It was almost like it was supposed to be snapped to Vizina, the quarterback, and it actually gets snapped to Rebels, and both of them go for it at the same time, and it gets deflected up in the air and uh, takes a fortunate bounce for Fort Payne. And uh, Fort Payne falls on it and will be first down. I guess ball's on the 27, 28-yard line. They've had some iffy uh, centers of the ball so far, uh, snaps already, you know, in this game. Yeah, they, they break the huddle and free with their quarterback and the running back kind of last to their position because they're walking out of the back of the huddle. And they're, you see them, they're nearly standing next to each other. They kind of become one in a way. And I think the ball actually came off the halfback. It looked like a bad snap on this side. This time it's Cash coming to the near side, going to get to the corner. And good job there bringing him down after a, about a four-yard pickup. He may have got down to the 25-yard line. Time. That time it was Connor Cash on the carry. His first time to carry the game, uh, the ball tonight. Play game four, second and six. Second down and six to go. The Cats with a great opportunity here, maybe to tie this one up before the half. 8.20 to go before halftime. It's 14-7 Briarwood. Again, this time Love right up the middle. Throws a Fort Payne attack, uh, blocker right out of the way and picks another couple of yards down at the 20-yard line. And it's going to be third down and a long one. Hunter just got that his own guy out of the way, didn't he? Picked up a couple of more. So we know for sure we're probably within two down territory here. Only need about a yard for another first. Again, they're going to hand it to Hunter. He slants off, spins around inside the 15, spins again inside the 10, pushes down to the 7. That's the Hunter Love we're used to seeing from last year, Roger. That was him right there. You know, you see Prater, we, we go in there, we run Prater and uh, another one, the actually defensive lineman in there to go in what we call our goal line package on a third and short. So you got some big bodies in front of you, and then you got Love carrying it behind it at 250. You got about, well, you got three 250s coming at you. So. First and goal up, from Scott. the six. <laughs> Again, going to turn, hand it to Hunter. This time they're going to go all over him as he tried to slant off to the left side, but they read that one. Might have lost the yard back to the seven. So it would be second and goal. Owen Patterson on the tackle. Second goal for Wildcats. Fort Payne's going to have to send a player in as one lost his helmet on the play. They'll also get cash back in. A 
also going in Brody Bruce. Back to the seven. They did lose about a yard on that one, so it'll be second down and goal from the seven-yard line. Fort Payne's got everybody bunched up right in the middle. Going to hand off the love. He lowers his head. Going to try to go straight ahead. Might have gotten down to the five. Picked up that yard. He lost plus one more. So now it's third and goal from the five-yard line. That'd be some tough yards right up the middle and goal line, wouldn't it? Yeah, Briarwood here. They, they've, they've got everybody stacked in the box, just uh, hundred or just zeroing in on Hunter Love. Fort Payne quickly going to go. We got Burt to the near side. And going to look, wanting to throw, wanting to throw. Being chased out of the pocket, cuts it up, and he's going to be cut, sh stopped short. J.D. is not quite going to make yeah, it in there that time. He tried to find open room, but just couldn't quite get there. So Fort Payne, I would assume, will send the field goal kicker in. As Hudson made the tackle for Briarwood. Would you think we'd take a sure three here, guys, or go for a one on fourth and two? Be my guess, Roger, but I don't see movement down on the sideline for Fort Payne. Looks like Coach Elmore wants to go for it. Well, we're letting the clock run here. I'm wondering if that's being discussed here and what we're going to decide to do. Well, the team's staying in there. J.D.'s there at quarterback, so we're going for it. On fourth down and two, fourth and goal from the two-yard line. Trying to draw them off, I think, is what they're trying to do when that didn't work. That didn't work. Briarwood, a little too smart for that. Timeout. So Fort Payne uses a timeout. We'll be back in one minute. It's 14-7 Briarwood. Hey, everybody. This is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in downtown Fort Payne. And I just want to tell everybody about some of the inventory that we've got. Right now, we have just about any kind of vehicle that you could ask for. I've got trucks, cars, vans, SUVs of all make, Chevy, Dodge, Ford, you name it. We've got them. Probably more trucks than anybody in the southeast right now. So if you need a truck, you can come down here and see us. As far as the car selection, I've got the high ends such as BMWs, Mercedes-Benz. I've got some of your middle-of-the-road cars like uh, your Chevys, your Fords, your Dodges, things like that. I've got a couple of smart cars down here. Just want to tell you, we're, we're loaded for bear. We got so much in their inventory right now, and we just came off of a sale, got a lot of our inventory down, but luckily Bobby's found some great deals on some cars online. He went to the auction, bought a bunch of stuff, brought it back in here. That way we keep our inventory rotating. Everything is fresh. Got a bunch of new cars for everybody to come down here and take a look at. As far as financing goes, still got plenty of banks that uh, are taking any type, they're giving any kind of lending as far as your uh, secondary, primary, uh, subprime, we got just about any kind of lending you want. So we want to invite everybody to come down here. Probably the only dealership in this area that's got the kind of... Fort Payne's going for it. Fourth and goal from the two-yard line. Are they going to try once again to draw them? Something's happened. Officials are coming in. That flag was thrown, Roger. I don't know if... Let's hope it was Wood lined up in the neutral zone. I didn't see anybody on Fort Payne move, but, yep, that's what they're going to get them for. Illegal procedure against Fort Payne. Bring up uh, kick it fourth and goal from the seven. Well, that answered the question, didn't it? As Alex goes trotting in, where it would have been fourth and goal now from the seven versus the two. I think three points here is pretty important. If you're, you know, if you're trying to win this game. I think from a momentum standpoint, Rogers get points, points on the board is always good. Absolutely. Especially early in the football game. Yeah, and if you get these, you scored the last ten points. This one could be on Lookout Mountain. <laughs> yep, there's the kick. 
and it is good. So Fort Payne pulls within four. It's 14 to 10 with 532 go here in the first half. A good job deciding to take the three, I think, guys. Yeah, that, that penalty, Roger, could have been a blessing in disguise for Fort Payne. And it might have been design. I, I don't know if Allison hit one that short, can he? Six yards? <laughs> it's tough. It's kind of like really. It, it's I tough. Mean, he, he, had a, he had a throttle back a ton there, and he still kicked it over to the track. Uh, th everything about that was good. We, You know, we get the fumble. Defense comes in with a ton of enthusiasm. You know, they give them a little bit of a break with that long drive, and we score two back-to-back -back scores. You know, that three. I think three is really good. And Roger, you made a good point because it's – we're going, the score's going back and forth each way, and I think the offense is maybe a little bit better than the defenses, maybe. Right. I think we're going to see some points scored, and I think that's what Coach Elmore is counting on, and a great job of the Wildcats. Well, Alex set to kick it off again, and Fort Payne now trailing only by 4, 14 to 10. Five and a half minutes to go here in the first half as Alex Puts a toe into it, and I don't think is this one going to be a little short of the field goal this time. So they'll bring it out to the 20 and be first and 10 for Briarwood. And, you know, you're playing Briarwood, and you're not playing no Patsy. As we've said, they were just a couple of points away from being in the finals in 5A last year. And with the returning starting quarterback, so things look pretty positive for Briarwood. Maybe uh, Coach Elmore being some familiar with them tapping us out a little bit too. Yeah, but with us being familiar with them, they're definitely familiar with us as well, right. or with Coach Elmore's coaching anyway. Well, then they're going to just try to keep the ball and going to be dropped for maybe a loss. And they say he got back to the line, I believe. And that was Tyson on the carry. Picked up nothing. You know, guys, let's look back at their last, what, 10 plays maybe, and they just really hadn't done anything. I hadn't done, I hadn't done much, Roger. You're exactly right. Had a couple of turnovers. Here we go. Second down now in 10, as Vizzini has said at the 15-yard line. Rables to his side. He wants to throw. Throws across the middle and <laughs> has it. Well, he got through the two defenders, I think, but he was dropped. Dyson dropped it. Good job back on the play by big number seven for the Cats. Darwin Camp and then uh, also number 47, Devin Wells. I, I couldn't tell if that ball may have been tipped, Roger, if it actually got, got threaded through the through the two defenders. Well, they definitely they distracted the receiver either way. Absolutely. Third down and 10 now. Let's see if the Cats can put pressure on the quarterback here. He gets dropped straight back this time. Looks, throws across the middle, has receiver and overthrew him. He was wide open for a first down as he tried to hit number two, and he just simply overthrew him. It would have been a first down right at it. That was Donnelly again, Brooks Donnelly. So they're going to have to punt the ball away, guys. We got right at five minutes to... Get a few more points here before the half. Absolutely, Roger. You got definitely the momentum's on Fort Payne's side right now. And we're drop our receiver back just inside the 50-yard line. Could should get good field position. Good snap. The kick is up. A little dribbler's going to come to the near side. Then it's going to just check up inside the 40. Comes back, gives Fort Payne a good bounce. And Fort Payne will have it at their 43-yard line. Well, that ball died and came back for Fort Payne about two or three yards. Yeah, really, sir. That, that's not surprising if you're if – you're, if you uh, 
Fort Payne has that speed. I just don't think that I hadn't seen that speed that we normally have. A couple of guys that are really blazing speed, but you you can tell it. He was definitely kicking away from the return man, just trying to keep keep him from too much going on right here. But it puts us in a really good situation right here, scoring the last two times and uh, Fort Payne. Plenty of time on the board too. 4:45. Yep, at their 43-yard line. Hunter the long setback. Fake thrown out to the near side and underthrew his receiver. Tried to hit Thomas at the 40, but underthrew him. Wished he, I know he wished he had that throw back because he had it set up pretty good. Yeah, Roger may, may have rushed it just a little bit, but then uh, Fort Payne definitely had the play set up. Yeah, he wasn't under a lot of pressure, just underthrew his receiver, Thomas. So second down and 10 now. Again, Burke goes to the other side of the lineup. Going to hand to Hunter. Hunter picking his time. Stops, stutters, runs, pushes forward. Inside down to the 39-yard line. Hunter left to the 39-yard line. Pick up a four. Seth Alford on the tackle. Along with Tyler Wall. It's going to be third down. third down and about seven. About six. As Steve says six, I'll go with six. So third and six. Quickly Fort Payne set. J.D. with the snap, drops back, looks, looks, going to be flushed out of the pocket, throws it the last minute and tried to hit Thomas, and it's knocked away. Offered made the defensive play. Offered's been real active for them on defense. That time he was going to run for it. I don't know if he could have picked it up running, but he did spot Thomas, and he had a good chance to get it to him. So Fort Payne didn't do much with it on that possession, and we'll just have to Going to try a 46, 56-yard field goal. We know in practice he's been hitting them up towards 60 this season. No wind now, so no aided by the wind or not going to be hurt by the wind. 56-yarder kick is up. This has got leg. This guy kick is good. 56 yards, and it could have gone 60 plus. No doubt, Roger. That ball, that ball was inside on the foot and uh, perfect rotation right, right down the middle. Could he have hit that one any better? I don't think so. He heavy damp air tonight, very humid, and uh, you're right. That ball would have been good from 60. So Fort Payne with that pulls within one point. 14-13 with just under four minutes to go here in the first half. Man, we're starting out this one great, aren't we, with that field goals? I mean, a 56-yarder. And like I said, Scott, it would have been good from 60-plus. I saw even the Briarwood fans were applauding over on the other side. We've seen that a lot with the yeah, McPherson's, haven't we? Have we? Have I remember he got a standing ovation. Was it A-Rab or Boaz when they kicked that 60-yarder? Yeah, one at Aberville yeah. one night, too, also. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. Let's hey, let's get the defense back on the field. Get us another turnover. As Alex puts a toe into it again, unloads on this one. Probably leg getting a little tired. <laughs> yeah, he just kicked that one 69. <laughs> <laughs> must have missed that one just a little bit. Well, I guess when you're the number one rated in your class kicker in the country, you can do those things. So here we go. 
Briarwood, after not much success here lately, comes back at one of the little flare out of the backfield, caught there on the run is Rables, and he's going to have the first down pickup of about 11. Rables on the swing pass, good for 12 yards and a Briarwood first down. Darwin Camp on the tackle for so picks up, uh, Rebels picks up the first down. Camp made the tackle for Fort Payne. And that's going back to kind of what they started the game doing right there on that play. So first and 10 from their own 32-yard line. Going to fake a toss. Now going to toss it at the right minute, last minute, and uh, Rebels is knocked down. Boy, they're lucky that ball wasn't loose. Will Abbott, tackle Will Abbott came in to make the hit. Yeah, but Zena that time probably been better off just keep the football and cut it up field and pick up any kind of yards you can or maybe not lose as many. Uh, decides to pitch it late, but uh, Abbott was right there reading that play the whole time. Loss of six. First down now and 16. Changing the play over on the sideline. As Zinnia is set with Rebels to his left. Dropping straight back, looking to the near side, getting a little bit of pressure, being flushed out. He's going to have a little opening on that right side. But they're going to knock him out of bounds, and he takes out half the sideline. Knocked out of bounds at about the 30-yard line. Brings up third down. Going to be well short. Going to be third down now and still maybe 13, 14. He took out a few players over there on that sideline. Maybe a coach. Personal foul. Did you see Fort Payne do anything? I don't, it's, it's hard to tell on the far side of the field yeah, over there, is. Roger, if uh, he was out of bounds. Um, when we hit him, it looked like Vizina uh, got stood up a little bit, and then we uh, hit him and may have had a foot out of bounds. just hard to set, tell from over here. Well, it is hard to tell. I, it looked like to me that Rebels is the one that did big hitting on the sideline. But well, that'll be give him a first down then. So a mistake by the Cats on defense with the uh, late hit cost them the first down. And it keeps the ball alive with three minutes exactly. Again, wants to pitch back, throws to Rebels, has a little seam, cuts up the middle, crosses midfield to about the 49-yard line, going to be a yard, maybe two yards shy of the first down, a gain of eight. Midfield. They mark it back at the 50, so it'll be second down and two. Will Abbott again on the tackle for the Cats. You know, Rebels in that first quarter, he, he was kind of the guy to stop, and, and then they went away from him a little bit. And, and I don't know, you know, like you said, a couple of these factors may be that this game on paper doesn't count, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't take the ball out of his hands. This time they're going to hand it to, I believe, was that Rebels again, or this time I believe it might have been number 22. Yeah, yeah Rebels is, uh, he's hard to stop. I'd say he's picking up six or seven to carry. Yeah, he was definitely not short on speed. No. That was Riley on the carry that time. And he picks up the first down, and now it's first and 10 at the Fort Payne 46-yard line. As we're coming down on two minutes, 2.15 to go here in the first half. So 14-13, Briarwood lead. Again, Rebels set to the right. Quarterback takes it, get being flushed out, going to throw it the last minute. Beautiful toss, but did he drop it? Yes, he did. Boy, he split that Fort Payne zone defense. Beautifully laid right in there, but the receiver couldn't hold on. That was a heck of a throw. It wasn't a really good job by Fort Payne's defenders. You know, that we jump and miss it, but the defender behind us doesn't give up on it and actually makes the play on the ball and shakes the ball loose. Was that the receiver yes. on the ground? Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of got hit from behind while he was on the ground there, Roger. Everything was clean, but there was four or five guys, well, at least four guys going for the ball, and he gets tangled up. So he's still on the ground. Let's try to take a 30-second timeout. 
We are more than a... Well, the player's helped off the field after the incompletion. It's second and 10. Going to set up a screen. Has a good blocking on this left side. Reaches Rebels. Breaks the seam. It's at the 20. The 10. Cuts inside. Back outside. Makes another cut. Touchdown. Boy, he just kept reading and reading and watching those defensive backs for the Cats and was able to get it in for the touchdown. Well, and again, you, you see that personal foul will get on the sideline against the quarterback. It kind of turns that momentum enough to keep them sprung, getting them up the field and give them a good field position. And it takes a little bit of pressure off those coaches for play calling also when they can get down the field a bit quicker. But I still say that was a big play over there when we get the personal foul. Well, they'll try to put on the extra point now and make it a 21-13 lead. Still a little time here in the first half, 145. Kick is up and the kick is good. So 145 to go first half, it's 21-13, Briarwood. And Brett, I agree with you, and I'm sure you do, Scott, that penalty on that sideline really hurt. Well, and again, we were talking, you know, if us three is over there, if they, if they were in such bad shape, they had to have us three over there coaching Briarwood. I promise you this, Rebels would not even know where the sideline was because we would have him on the field every play. I mean, he's, he's a playmaker. We, we sure. just said it. He just, he just runs 160. We, we cannot stop him. And in that, in, that second, in that second quarter, or the beginning yeah. to the middle second quarter, I don't know that he even touched the ball. But they've got him back in kind of in the rotation now, which, like Scott said earlier, Briarwood spreads the wealth so well, it keeps you on your heels, and they're so athletic. But Rebels is definitely, to me, is their player. Well, Fort Payne again goes down by eight, 21-13. Still a little enough time here maybe to do something as Briarwood set to kick off. And he'll put a kick into it. Short kick going to be fielded at the 15. Coming near side across the 20. 25, 30, 35, 40. Breaks the tackle, 45, 50. Knocked out of bounds at the 49 of Briarwood. Good job that time by yeah. Jaden Dubose. Yeah. Nice. First down, Fort just inside Briarwood territory. So Fort Payne with again looking at a real short field, and they give him all the way down to the 47-yard line. And, hey, last, what, three times Fort Payne's had it well inside their territory. Got to do something with it this time. Going to. And off to Love. He might have had some outside room, but he cuts up toward the middle and still pushing. And he's going to manage to get down to the 43-yard line. Give him four. He's running with that power game he's so noted for. For Payne in a hurry. We're down to 113 to go first half. Of course, we're in field goal territory. J.D. looks, looks, wants to throw, and ball is tipped, and ooh, luckily it wasn't intercepted. I believe he was going to try to hit Connor Cash around the 25-yard line, but the ball was tipped. You know, it's easy to set up here and say what you think should be done, but if J.D. would make a decision just a little bit earlier, just a little bit earlier, I think he'll have a better chance. He's, he's getting back there, and the, and the receivers are running into the coverage, and by the time he makes his decision, they're, they're really covered up. But uh, I, I like him in play action. J.D.'s a great athlete. Second down and six. Again, now he's going to cut it, going to run, looking for a block. Gets to the corner, cuts it inside, Ooh. first down. Stop the clock. It keeps it running because it didn't get out of bounds. 
Well, I guess it didn't stop on the first down. Yeah, now they stop it. Boy, we lost quite a few seconds on that. We're going to have to get the officials to hurry up a little more. We're hurrying. They should hurry. <laughs> <laughs> they should move as fast as we want to move. No, That's right. Roger. As they start the clock again. Oh, man, that looked like he had the first down easily. But they're going to say fourth and short. Where the ball is, it's a first down. Yeah, move those flags, dudes. It's a first down. Well, now they're saying no. He motioned for them to move it. Now they're setting back up. Now they're coming back over. Going to talk about it again. No, I don't quite know what's so confusing. And it's getting the crowd kind of riled up, too. Now we're going to have the guy come all the way from the secondary in. Are they going to measure now? not real sure what all the confusion's about, Roger. They, they had first down on the marker and had not moved the chains, and the marker is on top of the first down. But uh, now they've since then they've changed it to fourth down, so now they're coming to measure. I was what swear he was well past. Yeah, it looked like he was. Yeah. Based on that first quarter call, we thought everything was first down. That's right. right. <laughs> so let's stretch it out there and let's see. Don't stretch it close. too far. No, it's not close. First down, fourth down. Well, I guess what matters is they got it right. No, what matters is it goes in our favor, Roger. That's what matters. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Okay, 48.6 seconds to go. Cats with the ball at their 36-yard line. Like I said, we're in field goal shape here. J.D. looks back, looks, being flushed. It has a wide opening left side. Cuts it up the middle and spins and down to the 31. If he had stayed outside, guys, I think he would have probably still been running. Well, like he had some run, at least could have taken it to the sideline. If nothing else, Roger stop the clock. And he said Fort Payne will blow a timeout. Well, I wouldn't say blow a timeout, but they'll use a timeout. And they did that quickly in 39.5 seconds to go. We'll take a 30-second break. Back in 30 seconds. Sideline warning. We are more than a hospital. We are a community and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. So Fort Payne quickly uses a timeout with 39.5 seconds to go in the first half. Looking at second down and five, the ball at the Briarwood 32-yard line. And Briarwood leads this one 21 to 13, which has been a pretty entertaining game. Back and forth game. And we're set again. J.D. in the shotgun. Hunter Love to his right. J.D. gets the snap, looks, wants the throw, comes out toward Hunt Thomas at the 25, makes the grab, first down, Fort Payne. They can stop the clock. Only three or four first seconds came off. Good job, guys. 
That time he did the same play that he underthrew him on earlier, but this time he was right on target. Clock winds at 27. J.D. Look drops back. Again comes sideline. Wide open is Thomas again. Get out of bounds, Thomas. And he does. 21.3 seconds to go. Doing a really good job looking at one receiver and getting rid of the ball. He's getting the snap and he's getting rid of the ball. And that there's so much cushion. Uh, Fort Payne's very productive on these last two pass plays. All the way down to the seven-yard line. Here we go. And now we're going to have a whistle. What happened here? Timeout, Briarwood. calls a timeout. It's 21-13 Briarwood, but we'll be back in one minute. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. First and 10 from the eight-yard line. First and goal. Mm. Uh-oh, ball is bobbled. J.D. picks it up. Get out of bounds. J.D. just runs out of bounds all the way back around the 18-yard line, 17-yard line. A uh, loss of nine. Once he bobbled the ball, he was lucky to get control of it. And was there a flag? There was a yes, flag. Yes, Roger, was. They didn't blow the play there. It makes you think it's going to go against Briarwood. It's, it is. Yeah. It's Briarwood. Hey, talking about a break. The worst that. part of that was the time we lost off the clock. Down to 16. So that'll carry it down from the eight down to the four. If my math's correct, half the distance would be down to the four, would it not? Should be. Yeah. yeah I never, never suppose anything, I guess. He's coming over and talking to Coach Elmore. And they're going to put it down near the four. So we're semi-correct. I said the first and goal now from the four-yard line. 23 seconds is, is a pretty good amount of time in this situation. I don't think the clock's a big problem now. You just can't get caught in bounds. And we do still have a one timeout left. Now they go to the line and whistles blow again. You know, I think maybe the officials are having a first game jitters a little more than the teams. But they're still doing a wonderful job. They're going to move it a little more. Oh, they didn't quite get, see there, Scott. Now they gave us that extra boost that got us to the four. <laughs> Could be the difference of scoring or not scoring. <laughs> it could be. Maybe we were right after all. So here we go. First and goal from the four. 
21.3 seconds. J.D. under center, going to turn, going to send the runner in motion. I guess he did that before he turned. Now he's going to fake on roll left. They're going to look, wants to throw, and he's going to fall down back at the 13-yard line. And did the clock even run in him? I think about three seconds. I think it was, was it 16 before? I think it, I think it was. So down to 13 points. That, boy, that was that right there on first and goal from the four, and it's going to go all the way back to the 14, a loss of 10. And I don't know what kind of happened on that. You know, he looked like he was reversing out to more or less bootleg over to this right side like yeah. we've been doing in that play action. But then he drug all the receivers from the right side back to the left, so it looked like he was going to kind of do a double move. And in that double move, he slipped and fell because he, he started rolling this way. And then, you know, do you see how he yeah, turned another way? Yeah, sure did. That was either a design play or he said, oops, I should have went to the left. It's, it's one or the other because he was definitely in that play, play action mode. Well, that definitely hurt us down to 13-7 now and second and goal all the way back at the 14 versus the four. Yeah, we went. Nice. Hmm. And that was our last time out, so we can't afford to – get caught in the field of play right, the clock definitely will run out whatever you're going to do you're going to have to get rid of it get, oh, 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 you can't get caught go 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 and he's going to be tackled at the nine the clock's going to run out unless they can hurry and get to the line of scrimmage they're never going to be able to do it so that'll be the end of the first half and Fort Payne trails 21 13 we'll be back in three minutes three minutes well let's see we are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. 
The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. Well, the Wildcat Marching Band getting set to come on the field. Once they get out there and start, guys, we'll pick them up and listen to their halftime show. Uh, first half, Scott, give us your rundown of it. Well, look at uh, Fort Payne. I thought they made some good adjustments after the first series on defense. Uh, Briarwood takes down the scores. And then after, after that, uh, I know they scored two more times, but Fort Payne had a lot of good stops, uh, made some good adjustments. And then offensively, you know, we've been able to move the ball. We had the one turnover, and uh, a couple of times we get stuck way back deep in our own territory. Uh, but other than that, you know, as we talked about, it's been a very clean game. Uh, Fort Payne might have got just a little, little sloppy down there on that last series when we got it fourth and or first and goal from the four uh, in one timeout and don't come away with any points. But other than that, I think Blaylock's played well. I think the offense has played well. We've moved the ball. So all in all, um, you know, coaching staff, there's always going to be something they can look at and fix and uh, try to make some adjustments here at half. But I think all in all, you have to be pretty pleased with uh, everything all these kids and coaches have been through. Well, I really believe, like Brett mentioned earlier, probably the big difference in it is that one penalty on the sideline looked like we were going to face in third and really long and instead we have a personal foul and give them the first and they go down and score. Yeah, and they've given us quite a few opportunities we've seen on being offsides. This thing you see in the first games, but as a whole, I'm, I'm like Scott and like you, Roger, this has been a great game. This, this, it, There's not been really anything sloppy about it. Both of the teams are – uh, have, have been well coached. The players, it doesn't look like this, you know, just walking out here and trying to knock the rust off. Um, uh, Fort Payne's, they make that adjustment in the beginning of the second quarter, I think, which was the biggest defensively. It looks like something you'd make at halftime. I mean, it was such a big adjustment. And I don't know if they, it's because they changed their offense up and took the ball out of Fable's hand or what it was, but. Fort Payne's defense really looked like a whole different defense after we've made that adjustment, and just a really good job by Fort Payne uh, coaching staff. If there's one thing I've kind of missed in this game, and again, it's not a criticism, it's an observation, is the lack of explosiveness that we've gotten so used to over the last couple of years. And so far, we've not seen that. Now, it may still be there somewhere, but so far, we haven't seen it. Yeah, we definitely have the power in uh, Hunter Love running the football. He doesn't seem to have quite the speed that he did last year after putting on a little bit of weight, but he definitely has the power uh, probably more so than he did last year. Um, I haven't been able to see a whole lot of it, though, because Briarwood's so big in the front four on defense. But uh, Roger, you alluded to it. We don't have that Matthew Shaddix. We don't have that Carter Penholster, Donald Winchester speed that we're, Fort Payne's used to seeing, especially on the corners. And um, But then again, Fort Payne still made some good plays on, on passing, trying to get the ball downfield a little bit. It's loosening that defense up on Briarwood and giving Blaylock some time to uh, to run. And, you know, another another point, too, you know, we look at last year talking about Winchester. He goes down with a knee injury. You know, we, we've waited on him to be a senior for all those years, such a great player. And and all of a sudden, J.D. Blaylock comes into the picture because it just it, it fits better. Okay, it right. fits better. Maybe he wasn't the chosen one in the beginning, but now we're benefiting from it. Yeah, that's what's so good about Hey, J.D. did a great job last year. What, and he could have been ended up being the start quarterback anyway. But I think last year, by, by what happened, it gave him that playing time. And I think we're probably seeing a, a different player than we would have seen if this would have been his first year to start. Absolutely. Well, the band is taking the field. Right before we go down to the band, I want to thank WBSM for carrying yes, us tonight yes. on the radio. So we appreciate that, guys. And let's go down now to the Fort Payne High School Wildcat Marching Band. 
Well, that was the Wildcat Marching Band, their inaugural performance here of the 2020 season. Fort Payne trails 21 to 13 to Briarwood, but a pretty good first half for both teams. A real enjoyable game to watch, and both teams had their ups and downs, but it looked like uh, maybe one play, the personal foul that kept it, that one drive that gave them the lead. Might have been the difference in the first half, Britt. Yeah, again, uh, you know, Fort Payne had scored, what, the last three possessions, actually, and uh, Briarwood gets the ball. We had those two uh, field goals and then the touchdown, but uh, Briarwood gets the ball, and we look like we're going to sh get, have, shut them out before the the buzzer rings on the first half, but they make a long drive, and like I said, that late hit uh, gave them an opportunity to get some in good field position, kind of get some shot in the arm, and they drive in for the score. And then we had the chance first and goal from the four-yard line with around, what, 18 seconds to go, and uh, we didn't manage to score down there. So another uh, series of mistakes there, and like I said, first game of the series, uh, season. So there are going to be little things like that happen. But anyway, we trail 21 to 13, and let's take a uh, let's take a four-minute break, and we'll be back at Wildcat Stadium in four minutes. Hey everybody, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in downtown Fort Payne and I just want to tell everybody about some of the inventory that we've got. Right now, we have just about any kind of vehicle that you could ask for. I've got trucks, cars, vans, SUVs of all make, Chevy, Dodge, Ford, you name it. We've got them. Probably more trucks than anybody in the southeast right now. So if you need a truck, you can come down here and see us. As far as the car selection, I've got the high end such as BMWs, Mercedes-Benz, I've got some of your middle-of-the-road cars like uh, your Chevys, your Fords, your Dodges, things like that. I've got a couple of smart cars down here. Just want to tell you, we're, we're loaded for bear. we got so much in their inventory right now, and we just came off of a sale, got a lot of our inventory down, but luckily Bobby's found some great deals on some cars online. He went to the auction, bought a bunch of stuff, brought it back in here. That way we keep our inventory rotating. Everything is fresh. Got a bunch of new cars for everybody to come down here and take a look at. As far as financing goes, still got plenty of banks that uh, are taking any type, they're giving any kind of lending as far as your uh, secondary, primary, uh, subprime, we got just about any kind of lending you want. So we want to invite everybody to come down here, probably the only dealership in this area that's got the kind of inventory that we have. So we want to tell everybody to come down here and see us, we're at 1015 Golf Avenue South, you can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call, 256-844-2210. Thanks, y'all. Y'all come see us. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. 
For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Well, it's 21-13. Briarwood leads the Cats here at the half. A good first half. We've gone over this a few times, but an excellent first half by both teams. And it looks like Brett mentioned earlier that uh, Brett mentioned that it looked like more like a middle of the season uh, game instead of a first game. And uh, and it's true. There have been really some really good things out here tonight that you wouldn't expect to see maybe till later on the season, Brett. Yeah, you're exactly right, Roger. This uh, uh just an entertaining game. Two well-coached teams, and Briarwood comes in and uh, uh, – just a really good, solid team that went 12 and two last year. Went the semifinals last year, and as I understand, mm -hmm. they were just uh, scored uh, on the last play. Yeah, I right, think, to right, knock them out. right. And uh, just, a, just a uh, super, super team, and uh, uh, just a kind of a kickoff classic. I told Coach Elmore today. I said, you know, if you're looking at records last year and kind of the teams that were were played and played against, you know, this is this is a really good. You're talking about a measuring stick, you know, especially for. And I know you you say mm -hmm. it's not. You can say it doesn't count, or you can say it does count, but I promise you this: both these coaches are playing to win this game, uh, whether it counts or whether it doesn't count. But uh, happy to have Briarwood Christian up here. You yeah, know, it worked out really good. And, and Coach Elmore, you know, said earlier today was telling me that uh, that was a little bit of his plan. I hope I'm telling that right. A little bit of his plan to play Briarwood, open up with Briarwood Christian, but they just couldn't work it out with schedules. And then once the deal happened with Athens, it kind of fell back into place. So. Uh, uh, just just a really good ball game with two really good teams. Uh, I told Brett, Scott, before you got here, that this season, instead of a sideline reporter, when Coach comes out, they're just going to give him the headset and the microphone. So we'll be able to, uh, at least Brett and I will be able to ask him questions. You can't with a rib in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right, those ribs were good, weren't they? Yeah, you, you could tell. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, yeah, when Coach comes out, well, I, uh, Brett, if you want to talk to him, that'll be fine with me. Go ahead and get you some questions in mind. And what is it that making fun of me? <laughs> I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> Scott has left the building. <laughs> oh, they do a good job here taking care of us. Who did the catering tonight, Rod? Well, it's the the culinary yeah, department. Culinary department. That's yeah, what I was thinking. The was, they just continue to get – I mean, they've always been – everything they've ever served here has been really good. But tonight they're showing out. Yeah, we've gone some places they did mighty fine. Of all places, Brewer 
has probably had the best uh, setup food-wise that of any place we've ever gone to. And, I mean, they had it set up for their brewer. So, but it was a great job they've done here tonight. And they did all last season and the season before. So, and Scott can attest to it now that he has the grease off his hands. I'm still licking it off, Roger Stewart. <laughs> Just savoring the flavor here. Well, we're but, still uh, about two and a half minutes. Still on the clock, and I think usually they'll put on, what, about three more once they get out. And like I said, we'll talk to Coach whenever he comes out and uh, have a few questions for and see if he don't feel the same way about we did that first half. And, you know, I'm sure he'll be a little more critical maybe than we are, but they, I'm sure he saw a lot of good things also. Let's go before Coach comes out, and hopefully we can sneak in. I don't see him yet, so let's try to sneak in a one-minute commercial. We'll be back in one minute. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Trisha Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. Well, we're back, still waiting on Coach come out, but the team is coming back out on the field. J.D.'s out there about to start warming up, and as soon as Coach gets out there and gets to the ladies and gentlemen down on the field, we'll get him all headsetted up, mic'd up, and get his opinions of the first half. And I'm sure he's going to vote with us and say it was a pretty good first half. So what we got this time, let's wish uh, Coach Gamez well. I think he's been under weather here lately. And uh, say hey to Coach and hope he gets better soon and can get back into his old swing of things. Yeah, a big part, Coach Gamez, just a huge part of this program and does so much for these kids and, and admired by all of them. I know that for a fact, but uh, wishing him well. Yeah, maybe there's about to spot coach as they come back in. The guys are down there looking for him. As the Briarwood team comes back to the far sidelines, getting ready to get the second half underway. I don't know of a whole lot that Fort Payne can do differently. Like I said, they took away that one penalty, and that might have been the one that is the reason we're trailing now. So uh, I look for a real dogfight here in the second half as Coach is approaching, gets his headset and the microphone. And, Britt, you want to talk to Coach? Coach Amor's Britt uh, has up here in the press box. We, we were just talking, and I, I know you, you, you've seen – got a much better grasp on this this game than us, but we see so many good things. This does Jimmy, to us. Roger. Yeah, go ahead, Coach. Brett, stop with you. I can't hear them. Can you hear me, Chris? I can't hear them. Uh, uh, <laughs> go I ahead, guess Coach. I can't hear you all, so I guess there's no questions. We're playing hard. Um, made a couple mistakes there at the end with clock management on the on the two-minute drill. It's disappointing, but it happens. Uh, yeah, everybody thinks it's easy to play quarterback until you got to play. So uh, we'll be fine. Uh, I messed JD up with a play call, and uh, and then we end up losing yards. So uh, really, they hadn't stopped us. We've stopped ourselves. We just got to do a better job of executing the whole time. 
I guess that's it. All right, thanks. Okay, Coach, talk to you after the game. Maybe we'll have that corrected by the time the game's over and we'll be able to talk back with Coach. No, we're still working out some kinks. Oh, yeah. Coach does a real good job, though, just falling in there. and uh, He knew what we were thinking. Giving yeah. to get right. <laughs> All we're going to ask him what's his opinion of this game anyway. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you was going to tell him how good the ribs were. <laughs> I didn't get a chance. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, maybe we'll get this in underway soon. Let's get another one-minute break, and we'll come back for the second half. Hey everybody, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in downtown Fort Payne and I just want to tell everybody about some of the inventory that we've got. Right now, we have just about any kind of vehicle that you could ask for. I've got trucks, cars, vans, SUVs of all make, Chevy, Dodge, Ford, you name it. We've got them. Probably more trucks than anybody in the southeast right now, so if you need a truck, you can come down here and see us. As far as the car selection, I've got the high end such as BMWs, Mercedes-Benz, I've got some of your middle-of-the-road cars like uh, your Chevys, your Fords, your Dodges, things like that. I've got a couple of smart cars down here. Just want to tell you, we're, we're loaded for bear. we got so much in their inventory right now, and we just came off of a sale, got a lot of our inventory down, but luckily Bobby's found some great deals on some cars online. He went to the auction, bought a bunch of stuff, brought it back in here. That way we keep our inventory rotating. Everything is fresh. Got a bunch of new cars for everybody to come down here and take a look at. As far as financing goes, still got plenty of banks that uh, are taking any type, they're giving any kind of lending as far as your uh, secondary, primary, uh, subprime, we got just about any kind of lending you want. So we want to invite everybody to come down here. Probably the only dealership in this area that's got the kind of inventory that we have. So we want to tell everybody to come down here and see us. We're at 1015 Golf Avenue South. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call, 256-844-2210. Thanks, y'all. Y'all come see us. Well, welcome back to Wildcat Stadium for the second half of tonight's game. Briarwood leading 21 to 13. And Fort Payne did get the original kickoff, so Fort Payne will have to kick away to Briarwood to start this second half. And hopefully that defense caused a couple of turnovers and Fort Payne was able to stay in the game, Scott, off of those turnovers. We were, Roger. It'd be good for this defense here to get a good quick three and out and uh, see if the offense can get some momentum going. And we didn't mention it, but how could we forget Alex's 56-yard field goal. I guess Rogers is getting kind of routine, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you ever call a 56-yarder routine? Well, but no, kind when, of blase, uh, is that the word? Yeah, it's still awfully impressive. Talking about a junior in high school being able to kick a 56-yarder, and as we talked about, it probably been, would have been good from 60, maybe even 62 or 63 yards. Yeah, he put a toe into that one. And really, there was, was, there was no doubt from the minute he kicked the thing. You could just see from here, it was drilled. Yeah, but all the, um, you know, he's as good as he is because he puts in the time and the effort. You know, a lot of times the kicker, you're just out there by yourself, and it's just you kicking well, kicking balls one after the other. So, uh, give him a lot of credit, and everybody on his team works hard. Did they not? Uh, did they not kick off to us to start the game? I swore. I thought they did. Maybe not. And we're no, going to have to follow the ball back outside the 10 about the 12. I thought they, we got the ball. Uh, they got the ball first. We, we kicked it in because they first uh, they marked the ball on the 25 and had to move it back five yeah, yards to start right. the game. Correct. Yeah, that's that's right, Scott. Anyway, we have to fall on the ball as it gets loose about the 12-yard line. So it'd be first and 10 for Fort Payne at the Fort Payne 12. They're from going from our left to our right in their black and gold uniforms, Briarwood in their white and gold. 
J.D. under center, looks, turns, hands to Hunter, has a hole up the middle. They close on it quickly, but he's still able to rumble out near the 15-yard line. Be a gain of three as this Hunter finds a little running room. Second down and seven. Sport Payne moving with a little bit of swiftness here. Again, J.D.'s under center. Tries to sweep to the near side, has cash. Cash turns it up. It's going to get to the 20-yard line. Pick up a five, so it's going to be third and manageable with about a third and two coming up. Varner made the tackle for Briarwood. The Lions. I don't know if we've even said they were the Lions tonight. So third down and two. Hunter the long setback. They'll turn their hand to Hunter. He's looking for room. He juts up the middle, pushes, still pushing. About four of them is going to push him back, though, and he's barely going to cross the 20. So it's going to be fourth down now. Fourth down and still about two. Have Alex McPherson coming back on the field for his first punt of the evening. Well, they better not underestimate him on this punt either. That's a fact. They could be chasing it back toward the ridge or the mountain, rather. And they are, he is dropping back, way yes. back. He's on 35-yard line. And Alex is standing at his home five. So low snap. He feels it well. Under pressure, gets it loose. I think that really affected that punt. But it's going to take a good Fort Payne bounce inside the 40-yard line down to the 30. Eight-yard line for Briarwood. We'll have it first and ten from that point. Yeah, I think that pressure kind of affected his punt. Yeah, a little bit of a low snap. I had to go down and get it, Roger, and uh, probably yep. going to net a 40, close to a 45-yard punt there. So good kick by McPherson, especially under the pressure. So Briarwood with reasonable field position. And their first possession here of the second half, they'll have it at, we'll call it the 39, their own 39-yard line. And this time they're going to hand it off to Rebels again. He's going to find a little running room. Going to pick up close to five. Rebels has been their workhorse. And as Brett mentioned, they kind of bogged down when they took Rebels out in that first, that first half. And not a whole lot of successful passes so far from Bazinia. I've been surprised. So second down and six from the 44. Again, Rebels alongside Vizinia, and there's another whistle. And I believe this would – I didn't see Fort Payne do anything. I didn't see a, I didn't see a flag. There goes a towel. Well, they're not going to – they're not calling any penalty. So who knows? So second down in six, runner in motion. Now, now this time there is a flag, and I think they got caught. Dead ball foul the Yep, he started a little Seven. too soon. Twelve. So push it back five. Second down and eleven. So once again, Briarwood making a few mistakes. And putting themselves a little bit in the hole. Second down. Eleven from the 38-yard line. 
Zini again in the shotgun, drops back, wants to throw, looks, looks, being flushed out, going to throw the near side, and I believe they hit Rebels out of the backfield. It was incomplete. Just underthrown. I couldn't tell if he picked it up or not, an official late saying whether it was incomplete. Well, we got, we got a flag on the field. Looks like it's going to be a holding call against Briarwood. Well, good. They keep on helping us out here. Penalty's going to be declined by Fort Payne, bringing up third and 11. So third down and 11, so you expect them to be putting the ball in the air. 8.49 now to go here in the third quarter. Still 21-13. Briarwood hurries up to the line of scrimmage. Long setback this time as Vizzini is under center. And he's going to look over to the sideline. Six seconds, five seconds on the play clock. And I believe Briarwood's going to call a timeout. And they do. With timeout on the field, it's 21-13 Briarwood. Back in one minute. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Firewood burns the timeout, looking at a third down and 11 from their own 38-yard line. Vizzini again, and this time in the shotgun, calls for the ball, drops back, looks to the right side, going to go downfield, throws a dart, caught. Going to be a first down all the way down to the 36, maybe the 37-yard line. He just split the Fort Payne defense and threw a dart. Yeah, Donnie, that time Roger runs out, looks like he's going to kind of uh, run out in the flats and kind of see it after running about five yards downfield and then stops and then turns straight back upfield and was just wide open. Yeah, like I said, he, he didn't have any under air under that ball. He put it right on the money. So first down at the Fort Payne, 37-yard line. Reballs with it, going to run right. Maybe got a half net. They're going to put him right back at the line of scrimmage, I think. Steve may give him a yard. We'll see. And no gain on the play. Be second down in 10. There, again, there's that wildcat formation, mixing it up and taking quarterback going out to receiver. And Frey was just coming in there straight, you know, just straight snap, direct snap to him at wildcat. And uh, he's dangerous. Heisman Brown made the stop for the Cats. Zini again with a hard count. Fort Payne don't fall for it. He looks over to the sideline. Let's see if they change the play. Nine seconds to go on the play clock. They're going to have to hurry. He gets a high snap, hands off to Rebels. Rebels finding room, tripped up as he gets down to the 35, and a flag comes in late from the near side. The sideline judge threw it in right at the last minute. Rebels on the carry. Will Green on the tackle, third down. Will Green made the stop for Fort Payne. First time he got the chance to call Will's name. Here we go, waiting for the white hat to give us the call. 
illegal procedure against illegal procedure against the Lions. Flag came in kind of late for an illegal, for an illegal, illegal procedure. procedure call. Play was over. So I don't know. Okay, we'll take it. So it'll be second down. And now 14. As we're at 747 to go here in the third quarter. Dropping back. Vizinia throws over the middle. Oh, mm. what a grab by number what 24. He's inside the 20, the 15, the 10, down near the five-yard line. And what a grab by that receiver. That was number 24, Tyson. Boy, he made a great grab there. First and goal, Briarwood from the five-yard line. So throw in, yeah, throw in catch near perfection because, you know, you think the ball's thrown high, but actually yeah. it's th thrown where it had to be thrown. I was prepared to say it was overthrown. They hand to Rebels, and he's going to go down to about the one, looks like. Yeah, I was about prepared to say yeah. he overthrew the ball, and, man, those arms sure. went up. and Looked no. like it. I mean, the coverage couldn't have been any better. Just a great throw and catch. See, we got another penalty here. As Rebels got down to about the one, I believe there was a flag on this play. And the officials are talking about it. And Fort Payne saying it's against Briarwood. It's a sideline warning against Briarwood. Sideline warning. Oh, well. That's the second one. How many do you get? They're moving the ball back. I guess you, don't, you get penalized on the second one. So they move it back out to the... From the one to the six, where it'll be second now and goal. Quarterback keeper runs up the middle, picks his way, he's hit, still driving, gets it back down inside the one. Well, that was a pretty easy to see what he was going to do there. And is that he, the quarterback on the ground? I think so, Roger. It looks like one of the linemen. Will Green on the tackle, and we have an injury timeout. Will Green made the tackle again. That's for Fort Payne. I can't tell who that is. Quarterback just kept that one from the get-go. Looks like it may just be a cramp. Yeah, they're working on that left leg, trying to stretch it out. Maybe that is a quarterback, Roger. Well, I kind of thought it was at the time, but nope, it's not. Uh, third number is at 20. Seth Alford. Yeah, Alford. He ain't having no problem getting off the field, so he's okay. Quickly, Briarwood splits a man out to the right side, jammed up in the middle with everybody else, and Vizinia is set, and there's the whistle. Didn't see a flag, but I saw heard a whistle. if I ever remember a game where the officials had more conferences than this one. So they're still discussing whatever down there. A question of the spot or? <laughs> it, it being about as far as you can get from us, it's hard to tell, but I didn't see anything happen until they're lining back up. So it's second and goal from the one. That one official still standing up there like he's holding everything up. And Briarwood kind of looking over to their sideline. Now the referee winds the clock. 
Great step to number 22. He curls around trying to get to the end zone. I don't think he made it, did he? Yep, touchdown. That was number 22 on the direct snap. Morgan. One yard and the Briarwood touchdown. One yard for the touchdown, and Briarwood may be pulling away a little bit now. Try to attack on the extra point. Hold is good. Kick is up, and the kick is also good. So with 6.49 to go in the third quarter, it is now Briarwood 28 for Payne 13 is offered tax on the extra point. Well, Fort Payne's going to have to come back and answer. The first time on offense here in this half, they, they really didn't move the ball very well, Brett. So we got to come out here and we did it before when we got down by two scores and was able to score and actually pulled within, what, four? Yeah, we, we went, we got a back away from the play action. We were, do, J.D. was doing a really good job at play action. It was kind of keeping them on their toes a little bit and opening up more room, running room for Hunter also. So hopefully we'll get back to that on this possession. You know, kind of strange. We hadn't had a heat timeouts, have we, tonight? I think we have. And you Maybe. would think here in August we'd been having some heat timeouts. Just noticed that. Okay, they're set to kick it off, and they've not been kicking it very deep. Some of our up guys have been filled in it, and this time it's going to get through to the back, and it's going to get mm. past 24 again. Prater is going to pick it up at the one-yard line, coming to the near side, looking for room. He makes it back to the five, and he's hit at the six. It was Dubose. I said Prater, but it was Dubose. So Fort Payne will be stuck deep at their own six-yard line. And like Britt said, I think we're going to have to show something a little different this time if we're going to be able to move the ball. Hunter again in his own end zone this time, set back. And J.D. under center. In motion goes Burke to the far side. Cash, now they're going to hand to Hunter, and Hunter's going to shoot himself out of that cannon out to about the 11 to pick up a five. Hunter Love across the 10 yard line. Luke hand on the tackle. So pick up a five yard, second down and five. This time JD back in the shotgun, gonna hand to Hunter, gonna fake him, he's gonna keep it, try to go left. But they were kind of waiting on that and got it maybe to the 12 for a pickup and one. So it'll be third down and four. McKinney made the tackle for Briarwood. Well, Payne again looking at a big third and four. We got an official timeout. Well, I guess we are having the heat break. It's 28-13 Briarwood back in one minute. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season.
quickly. Fort Payne gets the ball again, throws across the middle, has a reception to number two, and that's a first down for Fort Payne. He's still fighting. Yeah, finally, Fort Payne that time is going to run Sawyer Burke coming out of the tight end yeah. position, just running right across the middle of the field, and a great throw by Blaylock and catch by Burke. Good job, Sawyer, hanging on to the ball. First down, Fort Payne. All the way out to the 22-yard line. Started deep in her own territory. Again, J.D. is going to fake the handoff. Rolls right, looking. Looks like he's going to keep it. It throws at the last minute. And he'd done a good job of drawing the defender and tried to hit six cash and just missed him. Had it set up, and I think cash could have picked up some yards. Boy, I mean, you you design the play, you run the play, you just don't execute the last part of the play. Only thing that was lacking was the the uh, completion. Yeah, tried, tried to sidearm it to uh, Cash that time, just couldn't quite get it to him. So second and 10 still from the 22-yard line. This time under center is J.D. Burt again to the left. He's going to turn. He's going to hand to Hunter. Lowers his head. He's hit after maybe a yard. So it'll be third down and nine. So the Cats have got to pull a rabbit out of the hat. Carson McKean on this half. Third down, nine for the Wildcats. Yep, we hadn't had a whole lot of plays, uh, nine yards or above plays in the game, a few. Okay, J.D. looks, drops, steps into the pocket, gets chased. He's going to have to run. He might have a chance, turns up, makes one miss him, and he's got the first down. Good job by J.D. Blaylock. That was reminiscent of that run in the first half when he did the same thing. And was able to pick up a first down. Briarwood has number 14 down over here on the near side for an injury timeout. Yeah, play out there with a good second effort to pick up that first down. Roger, I think when he first got hit, he was a little bit short, kept fighting, picked up a huge first down for Fort Payne. 14, the way he's walking, I would about pronosticate that he's having a cramp. So he's going to take his time getting off the field over to the far side. And Blaylock's kept this alive, this drive alive for the Cats with that big run. This also giving the Cats opportunity to get over here on the sideline and have a word with Coach. So both teams now will come back to the line of scrimmage. And first and ten from the 36. J.D. again going to fake the handoff. Throws back to the left side. They read that perfectly as the Fort Payne was able to hit the receiver. But they were there and played that one well. And gained about one yard on the play. Good job that time of holding Cam Thomas. To, now J.D. back to the shotgun again. Looks again, wants to throw. Can throw into the sideline, had and overthrows Cam this time. Wasn't a whole lot of room, Brett, to get that one into between the sideline, and he just overthrew him. No, he's, Jed, he's done a really good job, though, of getting, getting rid of the ball. That was a little bit overthrown, but uh, he brings that down. He got rid of it on time. The guy makes a, we make a break out here on this sideline, and uh, I, I still like the opportunity for, Give him, give him the opportunity to throw. I think it's opening things up for Fort Payne. 
third and eight again. J.D. dropping straight back. Wanted to set up the screen. It's blown up. He's loose on the left. Loads up, throws downfield as he overthrew him. Had number five as wide open as a prairie and overthrew him. Yep, had Brody all the way back there by, what, 10 yards behind anybody else. Of course, for J.D., he was really uh, being chased and did a good job of avoiding tacklers. That being uh, able to get the ball away was a pretty good job on his uh, behalf. Well, as a receiver, when you're looking in the backfield, your quarterback's running for his life. Uh, it'll tend to make you slow up a little bit because J.D. looked to be sacked three or four times. So Brody slows up a little bit. If, if not, uh, uh, he's, he's probably six. So Alex this time puts a good toe into it. They'll let it bounce at the 30, inside the 20, and out of bounds at the 18-yard line. And Briarwood again will have another chance to put more points on the board. 3.54 to go here in the third quarter. It's 28-13 Briarwood. I guess since this game really doesn't count, although it counts, if that makes any sense, uh, uh, next week will be our real counting game as we go down to Gadsden City. Okay, out they come. Under center this time is Vizinia. He's going to hand off again, the running back who's carried the load for the most of the time tonight. Rebels falls forward for about three, maybe four. Dubose made the tackle for Fort Payne. We'll give him four on the play. Steve's giving him five, okay. Steve's just always generous, isn't he? So second down and six. Scoreboard operator agrees with me. Zini again waiting for the snap. Going to keep, going to fake, going to pitch out at the last minute. Rebels gets loose and outside the 30 to the 35-yard line. Luke Rebels on the first down carry for Briarwood to the 35-yard line. Brought down out there by Darwin Kemp. Darryl Prater and Darwin Darryl also had a hand in it, but not before he picks up the first down. Just outside the Briarwood 35-yard line. Gimbazzini, the quarterback, going to hand off again. This time I believe it's at number 22 instead of Rebels. Riley Marini. Riley. Carry to the 35. Yep, it was 22, Riley. Mackay Maxwell and Will Green on the tackle. Mackay and Will on the tackle for Fort Payne. Will Green had quite a few tackles tonight. So is Mackay. Second and 10, no gain on the play. Going to hand a sweep off right. Nothing there. He took a good blow there at the end as if he was tripped up. Then another Fort Payne tackler just carry. took him down. Seth Williams on the tackle. Play fell the game. Be third and ten. For Seth Williams who made the tackle for Fort Payne. Third down again. Third down and ten. Rosini has been pretty accurate on those third and long passes. Let's see what he does here. Calls for it, drops back, 
looking, goes out, right, has his receiver, and he dropped it. Had a big first down right at the 45, and he dropped it. That was number two. Brooks Donnelly. Pass intended for Brooks Donnelly. Incomplete brings up fourth down. Like a pretty good throw, too, Roger. No, he took his eye off the football, and uh, he had some running room if he'd have caught it. Good break for Fort Payne. So Fort Payne will get the ball back with 146 to go here in the third quarter. Still 28-13. Puts a toe into it. Fort Payne lets it bounce and lets it get by him. Rolls inside the 20 down to the 17. Well, Fort Payne will have it first and 10. Fort Payne take over on their 18-yard line. Big Fort Payne's third possession this half. We've had it inside the 20 every, every time. Yep. Just can't seem to flip the field position. Yeah, I think we got extras of both teams right here. It's for the WHN team. Yeah. Well, you can have those if you'd like. Uh-huh. First and 10. J.D. drops back on the throw. Has it burst outside the 25 to the 27-yard line. Nine yards on the play. It'll bring up a second down and one. Well, when you can pick up nine on first down, that opens up a lot of stuff. Second and less than one. Second down by a yard. Just as I said that he moved it back, so it is second in the yard. And Burt's having to come off on the sideline with a little hitch in his get-along. They're going to hand to Hunter. Hunter trying to get outside, cuts it back in, has his first down, runs over a guy, gets loose on the sideline, breaks another tackle, spins inside the 50, and they're going to mark him back at the 40. Man. Hunter Love spotted out of bounds at the 41-yard line with first and 10 for the Wildcats. Man, it looked like he was out on his way after twists and turns and bowling people over, and he stepped out of bounds at the 41. First and 10, however. Again, going to hunt to Hunter. Lowers his head, pressing forward, out past the 45 to the 46, 47. Six-yard gain. The second down and four. And they mark it back a yard, second and five. And we have a whistle. Fort Payne with a little momentum going here. We've had quite a few plays here. It's been for positive gains. Now we're ready for play. And a second down and five. The clock inside a minute at 50 seconds. Again, going to hand to Hunter. Has his first down by about a half a football. All the way out down to the 40, just inside the 48-yard line. That uh, the stop clock stops on the first down, and we should have one more play, maybe at least one more, maybe two. First down, They get the chains moved, and they blow start, and the clock runs. Fake this time. J.D. drops straight back looking, getting pressure, goes for it all downfield, has a receiver wide open. Caught. Touchdown! Is there a flag? Yes, there is. And as he hit Cam Thomas, and there's a dadgum yellow bellied flag laying on the feet. 
Man, it's going to be a hold, I suppose, against the Cats. Man, what a big play to have taken away. And what a pretty thrown pass, too. A beautifully thrown pass. Great catch. Oh, yeah, Cam did a great job. He, nobody around him. So they'll mark it all the way back now at uh, Fort Payne's on 47-yard line. So talking about another game changer on a penalty. 25 seconds on the clock. Fort Payne now looking at first and 15 from their own 47. Man, that hurt. Again, J.D. drops back, getting pressure, and he tries to run with it. Might have got a couple of yards before he brought down. And that's going to be the last play here in the third quarter. So after the end of the third quarter, and there's – Yep, we got a flag now. It's going to stop the clock, don't we? Yep, it ran for quite a while. I was about to send everybody for a commercial, but they threw a flag. Personal foul against Fort Payne. I think personal foul against Fort Payne again. Personal Is that two? foul against Fort Payne. Was there two of them? Just one? I think a little frustration from that touchdown being called back. So, man, we went from a touchdown now to being back at our own 33-yard line with eight seconds to go here in the third quarter. Finally, they let the clock run out, so after three, it is Briarwood 28, Fort Payne 13. We'll be back in one, one minute. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. Well, back at Wildcat Stadium, getting set to start the fourth and final quarter of the game. Let's think hey, we could do overtime. But Fort Payne thought we'd scored the touchdown there to pull this one close. And uh, penalty brought the play back. And we've been going in the drone direction, looking at a second down and 26 now from our own 34-yard line. As J.D. is under center, turns, hands to Hunter Love, runs into his own man. By then, his momentum stopped. Tries to regain it, and he's going to be able to do a pretty good job of it. When it looked like he's going to get stuffed for a loss, he's going to pick up around. 
Got a little misdirection in the backfield once Love got the handoff, but uh, did a good job of fighting for every yard he picked up there. Got nine yards, second down now and 17. Again, J.D. bobbles it a little bit on the snap, getting pressure, steps up. He can run for a while here, makes a good cut out to the 50. Another pretty good run, going to pick up about six yards. So it should be, well, they're saying now fourth and 11. Scoreboard was still showing it would have been third, but it is fourth. So fourth down and 11, and Alex will kick this one away. Hopefully we can pick them, pin them back really deep, though. Good snap. Well, I thought I said a good snap. He almost dropped it. Alex gets a high kick off. Coming up to field it. Briarwood again on offense. I'm hoping that Briarwood's a really good team because we've kind of stood in there with them. So I think we can get some positives out of this, and I'm sure Coach Elmore at the end of the game will say the same thing. High snap again. Vizinia holds on to it and hands off. Well, that was to Rebels again, wasn't it? It was, his workhorse. Going to pick up about four. Going to be second down and six. Dubos and Heisman Brown made the tackle for four pain. Second and six, Vizinia with it. Again, going to hand off to Rebels up the middle, makes a turn, cuts the corner, spins around, and has, I believe, the first down by about a yard. Will Abbott made the stop for Fort Payne, but it is a first down. Well, now we're starting to start maybe looking toward the clock a little, under 10 minutes to go in the game now. Fort Payne needs to get a stop, get the ball back. And, of course, they're taking their ever-loving time. They're, they're, they're not going to be in any hurry, and uh, Fort Payne's just got to find an answer to stop Rebels. Play clock down to five seconds. Again, number 22's in there. Going to just carry it. Going to push his way out for good yardage. They run that play with him on the direct snap quite a few times successful times. Riley. Heisman again to making the tackle. Second down and three. Clock coming down on nine minutes. Vizinia back in the shotgun. Rebels to his right. Gets the snap. Hands to Rebels. Stutter step. Fort Payne this time's on him. Looks like they're going to get him for a couple of yards. Loss. He still manages to get back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be third down. Now in about three. Rebels on the carry. Play fell the game. There's a flag on the play. Okay, that flag came in there. Didn't see it. And it's going to be on Briarwood, so it's going to step them back. 
all the way back down to the 23-yard line. Now it's second down and 14. Zenia and Rebels, they've done most of the damage. They're going to hand it to Rebels, gets a little steam up, heads to the left, comes back up the middle, gets a few good yards. Rebels on the carry. Gets about four yards, third down now and nine. Big defensive play right here for Wildcats, Roger. Big, third down, nine. Standing up, looking back over to the sidelines. He looked over the Fort Payne defense. Now they may change the play. Clock inside eight seconds, the play clock. Pazina gets it. Going to set up the screen pass. And it's complete, but Fort Payne ready. That just took a little too long, and everybody in the building knew what they were doing. Yeah, Fort Payne that time doing a really good job. We've seen them run that play very successful tonight, probably three or four times, just a delayed screen. And um, Fort Payne doing a great job staying at home and reading that play. Seth Williams made the tackle for a two-yard loss. Connor Cash back for the So Connor Cash will drop back at their own Fort Payne 40-yard line just inside. And they'll kick them all away. Again, using every second they can. There's the kick. It'll cash, goes back, makes the grab. Cause I guess that was a fair catch. <laughs> Wasn't much of one, and now he decides he's going to run with it. I don't think that was a fair catch. I don't think that worked. So he was forced to run with the ball. I don't think they acknowledged the fair catch, and quite frankly, it didn't look like a fair catch signal to me. <laughs> Steve says a delayed fair catch. So he's dropped back for a little loss on the play, back at the 31-yard line, 6.59 to go in the game. 28-13, the lead for Briarwood. Fort Payne's got to do something here, no doubt about it. Take the handoff, throw across the middle, threw a dart, and they couldn't hold on a tough hit out there on that little slant. Was that Sawyer? It was. Intended for Sawyer Burke. Well, you can't blame Sawyer for that one. He got a tattoo on that one. So second down now in 10, still from the 31. Heading off to Love, starts outside, cuts it in, has an opening, breaks a tackle, right at the first down marker. Levy's going to be, a, well, I hate to say it, looks like he's a little short where the official's walking from, but uh, I'm not even going to guess. Gonna be close, maybe the nose of the, nose of the football short, probably. Tuck yeah. still runs, coming down on 6:30 to go in the game. Stop it now. They may bring it out and measure it, Roger. I don't know. Officials well, out there congregating again. They have. They've had a number of congregational gatherings today. First down. Okay. <laughs> First down, Fort Payne. Clock runs. 
J.D. again getting pressure. Got hit, escaped, still being pressured. Going to have to go down all the way back at the Fort Payne 34-yard line. Back inside the 35, there's a flag on the play. Oh, hadn't seen any of those tonight. Maybe it's against Briarwood. A dead ball personal foul, I believe. I know some of the Briarwood players were telling some of the others to calm down, so. Looks like personal foul against Briarwood. So this will bring the ball way out there, all the way out to the 40, almost at the 49. We'll call it the 49-yard line of Fort Payne. So 51 more yards to pay dirt. Six minutes coming down on six minutes to go. And they started the clock running, but the officials are still out there riding. Now they stop the clock. And it's still paused now while the official is doing his diligence. Now it starts again. Under center, J.D. hands to Hunter. Hunter looking, looking, and not going to find much room there. Going to get his first down, I believe, by about a half yard. And they'll stop the clock on the first down, 5.52 to go. First down, Fort Payne. It'd be nice to get a quick strike first touchdown here. Maybe they need to do that play they did earlier when they hit big number 82 for the touchdown. And we got a timeout on the field. We'll be back in one minute. Hey everybody, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in downtown Fort Payne and I just want to tell everybody about some of the inventory that we've got. Right now, we have just about any kind of vehicle that you could ask for. I've got trucks, cars, vans, SUVs of all make, Chevy, Dodge, Ford, you name it. We've got them. Probably more trucks than anybody in the southeast right now. So if you need a truck, you can come down here and see us. As far as the car selection, I've got the high end such as BMWs, Mercedes-Benz, I've got some of your middle-of-the-road cars like uh, your Chevys, your Fords, your Dodges, things like that. I've got a couple of smart cars down here. Just want to tell you, we're, we're loaded for bear. we got so much in their inventory right now, and we just came off of a sale, got a lot of our inventory down, but luckily Bobby's found some great deals on some cars online. He went to the auction, bought a bunch of stuff, brought it back in here. That way we keep our inventory rotating. Everything is fresh. Got a bunch of new cars for everybody to come down here and take a look at. As far as financing goes, still got plenty of banks that uh, are taking any type, they're giving any kind of lending as far as your. Well, back at Wildcat Stadium, 5.52 to go here in the fourth quarter. It's 28-13 Briarwood, Fort Payne with a first and 10 from their own 49-yard line. And still a little discussion going on on the field between the officials and the players. Now we're set, we're ready, and J.D. will take the snap, takes the handoff to Hunter, rolls right, wants to throw, loads, throws, going for it all, has receiver open, but he overthrew him. I asked for to do that, though, didn't I? Yeah, Cam had a couple steps on the defender. He did, just a little overthrown again. 
But good job again by Cam Thomas beating the defender. Good thing it stops the clock. Now second and 10. Hand off to Hunter, they're all over his legs, but he's going to be slowed down but not stopped. And finally they're going to get him after maybe a one yard pickup. Pick up of one. And the officials have stopped the clock again. Now they wind it. With another big play, second down and nine. Late getting a snap, but JD's been flushed out of the pocket. Wants to run the ball. Uh, beats a defender on the corner. He has a first down to 40, the 35, the 30, the 25, down to around the 22-yard line. Good job by JD getting an open field and picking up a big first down. Garner again made the tackle for Briarwood, but not before J.D. picks up a big first down for the Cats. Clock runs with five minutes to go. J.D. again looks, looks, wants to throw, throws a little out, and underthrows his receiver. Looks like he's trying to hit Cam out there again on the right side and underthrew him. It might have been Burt. It's hard to see some of that far away, those numbers. It was Cam, wasn't it? It was on that far yeah. side. Yeah. That time looked like Butler might not have had a great handle on the football. Almost like it kind of slipped out of his hands a little bit. Well, I've seen it do that on the snap yeah. a few times. Yeah. Again, J.D. with it. Going to hand this time to Hunter. Hunter just can't get much happening there. Going to pick up a couple. Maybe three. Another third down, third and about seven. Okay, Steve. Third and eight. Definitely in four down territory, I'd think, here. J.D. Looks wants to throw. Gets rid of it. Did he hold on? Nope. Under through again. That would have... Been a little, maybe a yard or so shy of the first down. But it's going to be a fourth down, and you know Fort Payne's got to go for it here. No choice. But we're at 420 to go here in the game. We need eight to keep it going. Brent, what play do you go to right here in this situation? I still like him in play action. J.D.'s done a really good job of running and throwing, but he's, he's – Again, he drops straight back, throws, and has his man caught first down inside the five-yard line. Boy, Cam Thomas got down there fast that time, didn't he? He did, and he almost broke that for a touchdown, yes, too, Roger. he did. Hey, we're still in the game. Wouldn't put it in here. Here we go. First and goal. Little toss sweep to Hunter. Cuts back in the middle. Powers, powers. Going to be stopped short of the goal. To near the two-yard line, second down and go. Near the two, four minutes of game clock left. Got to hurry, guys. We got to stop them and get the ball back. Plus, score here. Hadn't done that yet. 
And they're going to hand off to Love Lower, as you said. Battering Ram, and he is touchdown. Hunter Love. Those are two hard-fought yards for the touchdown. Absolutely. So, and they still got 344 to go on the game clock. Now Fort Payne can cut it to 28-19 with the extra point. And just think how good if we'd have, not second-guessing, but if we'd have kicked that field goal down there, it would possibly have been 28 to, what, 23? 23, yeah, if we kick it right there for the half. Right. And the extra point is up and good with 3.44 to go. It's 28 now. Briarwood, Fort Payne, 20. Yeah, good job by Blaylock there on the uh, on the hole. The ball's a little, little low coming to him on the ground and uh, does a great job of getting it up and uh, giving McPherson a chance. He misses that extra point, Roger, and pretty much that game over, really, being yeah. down nine. Yeah. Okay, Brett, here you go. This is an old player. Is there too much time to try an onside kick? And, and even considering the fact that how well they've been moving the ball, or is it still just too much time to even give that a shot? Are we going to kick away and try to stop them? I say we're probably going to kick away. There's a good bit of time, and, and our, our defense at times has done a really good job. I just don't, uh, I don't think we'll see that. I, I would like to see us get it back quick right here. I would. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I think with that much time, probably the consensus of most coaches would be to kick away and help your defense and, and stop them. Get a good yeah. stop and get field position. Yeah. yeah. And that's what indeed we do. And deep into the end zone, they'll bring it out to the 20, and we'll have 344 to stop them and pick up eight more points to tie this baby up. So each, each play right now is going to be important. Fort Payne has... Three timeouts remaining. They have two, which really don't matter much about their two. Briar will come out. Here we go, guys. Important series. You got to think this ball's going to be going to Rebels on the ground. Man comes into motion, going to hand off on the sweep to the near side. Getting a little pressure. Fort Payne's going to bring him down after a pickup of close to five. That was Bassine on the carry. Devin Wells on the tackle. I guess maybe they were thinking that we were thinking that. Right. <laughs> 24, second down and six. 338. One time Barwood would let send Dyson on the sweep to this near side and pick up the five yards. Fort Payne calls the timeout, yeah, uses their first. We'll be back in 30 seconds. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. Okay, we're back. We're looking at second down and six. Fort Payne uses the first of their three timeouts they had remaining. 
They were able to pick up four on that first play and looked like closer to five to me, but we'll go with four. So big, important defensive series here if we can get this ball back. Again, the Vizinia, the quarterback with Rebels to his left. Going to fake it. Going to keep it coming to the near side. Fort Payne brings up pressure. Block in the back. Uh, no flag, though. Did you guys see that block in the back, or was it just me? I, I missed that one. It was out here on the very corner where the quarterback You're usually was. guilty when you have your hands up, like I didn't do anything, uh -huh. and he did from the get-go. So you're most likely right, Roger. So maybe a pickup of one on it. Third down now, and they'll say four. So a big, and Fort Payne uses another timeout. So we'll just keep it right here during this timeout. And, uh, Brick, you think they're just going to, again, go to Rebels, or they're going to let the quarterback keep it, or I don't think they're going to put it in the air for sure. You know, your chances are better giving to Rebels. I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not trying to throw it down the field, maybe possible turnover. They've done a good job of, uh, of good mesh on the handoff. So it, that's probably the safest thing and the most productive thing is to give to him on those little inside traps and just the power plays. They've been very productive. But uh, well, if we can stop him here, guys, we're going to have over three minutes to go. We'll be in fairly decent shape. If we could get a bad snap, or and they've had quite a few, if we could get a bad snap, but we're, he's still in, we're still in shotgun, of course. Uh, Briarwood is. and uh, Here we go. He's going to run left. Looks, wants to throw. Throws it. Lobs it out there. Man's wide open. He's got it. He's going to score. Nobody's going to catch up to him. He is gone. Well, what a play call. Yeah, you don't just get lucky and make that happen. Flag on the field back at the 40. 74 yard touchdown to Nicholas Dyson. There's flags on the play. Well, another one came in then, and they're down around the 30 yard line, but I think whatever happened probably happened after the touchdown. We'll see. Time for another conference, Scott. <laughs> Tenth or fifteenth of the night, I believe. <laughs> that guy's breathing out there pretty heavy. About like me out there, I'd probably done be been over. Personal foul, Briarwood. Personal foul, Fort Payne. Personal foul offsetting penalties against both teams. So I guess that occurred after the touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Back no. them up. Yeah, not gonna count. Oh, that replay the play, huh? Well, I'm, not, I'm stomping on your court there. I'm excited, I guess. Where in the world? There we go. Yeah, they're saying it occurred before the runner crossed the goal line. Oh, yep. there we go. Well, that was a conference that I enjoyed. So that's going to put it back. And we'll be looking at another, what, third and four once again. I think they'll come with the same thing. We didn't have a guy within 15 no. yards of him. No. no. Here we go. Again, he's rolling left again. Again, wants to throw. Lobs it up again this time. Nobody's there. 
looking for a flag, Roger, but I don't, I don't see anything out there. She should bring up fourth and four. Should be fourth and four with 3.14 to go still here in the game. Man, would this not be a great comeback? Although, we have to go for the two-point conversion to tie it still. Now, I'm telling you what, that, that field goal we possibly could have made would have been big. Or a touchdown. Yeah, true, yeah. See if we can get a good return right here and get some good field position. I'll just return it for a touchdown. That's work. Let's kick. This one's kicked right at him. He'll go mm -hmm. down for it, makes the grab, picks it up off the ground, boards a tackle or two, but brings it back to near the 40. Thank God he held on to it. On this, on this wet field, those balls land just short of you. You don't know if they're going to skip, they're going to pop up, or exactly what it, how it's going to react. And uh, good job by Cash fielding that punt. Well, he came a shortstop out there. Sure did. did. <laughs> and another crown player for Briarwood out there on the ground. So we're looking, looking to go 60 yards here in just over three minutes and with opportunity then to tie the game up with a two-point conversion. And now it looks like he's kind of over with the cramp, but that'll help him off. I'd hate for anybody to get hurt, but it would it be mean of me to ask for them to have 11 players with a cramp? Probably shouldn't. And you probably shouldn't, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go, guys. 3:06. Ball at our own 40-yard line. We're going to hand off to Camp. Comes near side. Avoids the tackler. Another couple is going to pick up five yards. Okay, Fort Payne, we've got to hurry. Have one timeout remaining. They have two. Again from the shotgun. JD drops back looking. Steps up. Can't find any open. He's going to run the ball. Comes outside, has the corner, get out of bounds, and he does near the 45 of Briarwood. J.D. Playlock scrambles out of bounds at the 46 Six. of Briarwood. We're going to give him the 46 Fort first down, Fort Payne. So far, so good. Offered and we've used less than 30 seconds so far. This time Hunter to the right side of J.D. He'll take the snap. Going to hand it off to him. Not going to be anything there. He's going to run. Well, he's going to get a couple out of it. Looked like there was nothing there, and he manages to pick up a couple. Got to keep it going, guys. Down to 2.20 to go. Still plenty of time. We have it on their 43. J.D. drops back. J.D. looks. He's been pursued, gets away once again, trying to get to the out of bounds, and he does, and he might have been bumped out of bounds, but nothing to draw a flag. So third down now and 10 after about a two-yard loss on that play. So we have a trick play maybe here. 
I like our chance of trying to throw passes, Roger, but I, I'd like mm -hmm. to see him, you know, he straight drop back on the last two, which he had a big run on the first one. But that play action where he rolls right or left, J.D.'s so good at that because that gets him downhill. It gets him running. I mean, it puts him in form to run. And then if somebody becomes open, he's seeing the field well enough, it, it kind of creates three to four plays in one. Uh, we've been productive on that all night just because of J.D.'s running ability. Well, we got – at two plays to get 10 yards to keep it going. Straight drop back. He's, he's going back and he's coming to a complete stop and he's mm -hmm. having to start over again and, and with that pressure, which he, right. he had one, one big pickup. But I believe if you, if you want to run Hunter Love on this drive, I believe you run him down there inside the 10. Mm -hmm. uh, I, just, I just think to get down the field and the amount of time that we've got, our chances are better. Here we go. J.D. again steps back, drop back, throws one out to the right, has a receiver, and it's caught, but he's going to give up yards over there and still struggling. We need to just get down, dude. Play lock to Sawyer Bird to the 41-yard line. There's a flag. They've, they've hit us. It's going to be against Briarwood, I believe, for a late Everybody hit. Everybody throws a flag. <laughs> <laughs> so I just hope we, we didn't retaliate in this position because it looks like we're going to get a first down on the penalty here. As Steve Chambers said, everybody yep. threw a flag. There we go, guys. Good job of Fort Payne not doing anything to negate that. And that's going to give us a first down and deeper into their territory. All the way down wow. to the 26. 156 remaining on the clock. That's Fort, a, what is that, the eight. fourth personal foul? Yeah. J.D. again quickly with a snap. Looks, drops back, looking, going to step up, going to run with the ball. Has a little opening, goes, cuts it in, picks up about nine. The clock's going to keep running. They're going to have to hurry. Be second down and one. Fort Payne still with that one timeout in their pocket. Second down in the yard. Clock will stop with the first down. Then J.D.'s going to flare out to the side. Drops. Yep. Sorry, clock, clock stops. Play was there. He might, might have been able to pick up a few yards, but. Yeah, it didn't really lose much on that by the drop. At least it stopped the clock, as you said. So second down, third down now in one. The clock still, the scoreboard still says second, but I know it's third. So we got to get this first down. Look for Hunter. They're giving it to Hunter. Slashed out to the left, makes a cut, gets a break, and he's going to get the first down. Whew, I was afraid they were going to stop him short there for a minute. Um, with a minute 20 to go now, Fort Payne with the first down. The ball down at the 13-yard line of Briarwood. Fort Payne trails by eight. If, if he doesn't weigh 242.50 on that play, he's tackled for a loss, likely. Clock starts. Fort Payne having a hard time getting in their set. One of 10 to go now, finally. J.D. still looking to the sideline. Are they going to burn that timeout? Nope. J.D. again, look. Just run it. Just run gonna it. Going to run Just it. Going to sprint to that corner. Cuts it in and done about as well as he could do. And now we're under a minute to go. Clock runs 54 seconds. You got to hurry, guys. Want to keep that one timeout. 49 seconds. Second down and five. J.D. looks, wants to throw again, going to again run nice up run the middle, going to run, going to run, stop short of the first. Okay. Playlock to the five-yard line. 
Fort Payne calls it their last time out of the game. And going to be about a yard and a half shy of the first down. Official timeout. Oh, official timeout. It's a cramp on the Oh, field. yeah, I see it now. I see the player. Boy, Briarwood's had a lot of – I don't remember Fort Payne having a cramp. Do you guys? Yeah. I think, boy, they're in good shape. Briarwood, they've been dropping like – I was going to say, between personal fouls and cramps, it's, it's helped us tremendously yeah. in the second half. It has. Sure has. Now they're still working on the player. And this is good for Fort Payne, giving yes. us a breather, yes. giving us a chance to talk over what we're going to do. It's third down and two, still a reasonable amount of time, 34 seconds, especially when you're down on the, what are we on, the five-yard line? That's pretty, but last time we were on the four with the first down and we come away without anything. I don't think that's going to happen this no, time. No, we're not going to do that two times in a row. I like what Coach Elmore said at halftime. It was a really good statement. Um, everybody thinks quarterback's easy until you play the position. I, I think that's good because that's he's taking up for JD, and that's right. There's a lot, lot going on right here. So they did use their last timeout. No more remaining. JD looks, wants to throw. Been pressured, escapes. Can't escape that guy. This one, they hit him hard. And we don't have any timeouts as he sacked well, back at the nine-yard line. You got to hurry, guys. Fourth down. Just down the ball. Fourth down. No, it is. You can't down the ball. It's fourth and two. Guys, come on. You got to get in play. Ten seconds to go. JD has it. It's all on this play. He throws it in. Incomplete. Had a chance of hitting Burt in the back of the end zone, but just behind him. So Fort Payne is going to be 4.3 seconds away from possibly tying the game, and that's going to do it. That'll turn the ball over to Briarwood, and it's been quite a game. Been a great game. Hasn't it, right. though? Boy. Looks like Fort Payne's going to lose, lose this game by eight, Roger, but uh, especially here in the second half, we've had some big play opportunities, just had not been able to execute. Uh, I know we missed Brody Bruce out here uh, wide open. Um, just got a little bit overthrown, and then we had the big touchdown by Cam Thomas, got called oh, back right. from – for a holding call, but um, and one of their touchdowns because of the hit. 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 So that's going to be the final score. Briarwood's going to come into Wildcat Stadium and leave with a 28 to 20 hard-fought win. And I bet you, if you ask Briarwood, they'd have to tell you the they could tell you the same thing. Now this is a little different too. I know we're not going to be allowed to shake hands after the game. Uh, some of them are trying to do that out there, and there's even a few hugs, but. Uh, they're not supposed to do that, so I don't know what they're going to do. I guess they're going to kneel or line up, and the coaches will take center court out there and week, maybe Ryan give them a little bit of a speech. As Steve says, next week, guys, we'll go to Gadsden City to take on the Titans. It's been a while since we've played them since they've moved up to 7A, and frankly, we don't know what to expect when we go down there next week, especially for us ourselves. Uh, you know, where we'll have to be. You're, you're exactly right, Roger. Yeah, Gaston, back uh, when Coach Jerry Elmore was here, was a staple on our schedule every year going down to Tiger Stadium, and uh, it was always a hard-fought hard, hard fought game. I know, Britt, you played yeah. a couple of those. Yeah. Ooh, down there at that old, uh, that old <laughs> fort, <laughs> as I called it, the Rock. Rock. Yes. Boy, there were some games there. Great games. I'm telling you, some great games down there. 
So coach will make his way over to the gang and we'll get a get his thoughts on the game. I'm sure he's got to be pleased, but then you look at it the other way and gosh, we've done a couple things or didn't do a couple things, we could be leaving here with a win. Yeah, we're one or two plays away from being at least a 14 point better in our favor. Uh, uh, and would put putting us but by possibly six points in this game, but uh, a really good game by Fort Payne. Just I still say it's a, a both teams played exceptional considering uh, the circumstances. First well, game of the season, you know. Yeah. And hey, look on the bright side, we're leaving here one and zero. I guess right. it's a game to really uh, officially for the record. No. I guess Dutton counts since it wasn't no. on the schedule. No. That's what uh, coach explained it to me the other night at the coaches show that, uh, you know, that it just won't be anything, no loss, no win. So we have our Athens win and they have their win. And so both teams will be one and oh after this game. So I guess you can call it a very, a very live Jamboree game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That about what it amounts to. Uh, but it was a real good Jamboree game. You won't see Jamboree games like this. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd say both both sides here, winners tonight. They all, all everybody's been through in this country, and um, you know, to be able to get some sense of normalcy back and ha have high school football on a Friday night when uh, there's so much left to doubt, maybe even two months ago or even a month ago, uh, it's just great to have football football back and see, seeing these young young men that worked so hard over the summertime and some difficult conditions, going through a lot of different protocols, coming in every single day. Uh, going through them and not being able to work out like they normally do for some program. And, of course, Briarwood's in the same situation. It's not just Fort Payne. Uh, so, a lot, lot of credit to all, all these student athletes and to the coaches. And you have your opponent change at the last minute who maybe you've been planning some for. And next thing you know, you're changing it to someone else. And, again, that was both teams. Absolutely. Coach having a few words with the team down there. And I'm sure he's going to be telling them a good bit about how proud he is of them. Uh, and I'm sure he'll let them know there in this coming week the things they might have could done differently to lead uh, for a different result in tonight's game. Well, while we're waiting on the coach, let's try to sneak in a one-minute break. We'll be back in one minute. Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Trisha Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. 
They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey everybody, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in downtown Fort Payne. And I just want to tell everybody about some of the inventory that we've got. Right now, we have just about any kind of vehicle that you could ask for. I've got trucks, cars, vans, SUVs of all make, Chevy, Dodge, Ford, you name it. We've got them. Probably more trucks than anybody in the southeast right now. So if you need a truck, you can come down here and see us. As far as the car selection, I've got the high end such as BMWs, Mercedes-Benz. I've got some of your middle-of-the-road cars like uh, your Chevys, your Fords, your Dodges, things like that. I've got a couple of smart cars down here. Just want to tell you, we're, we're loaded for bear. We got so much in their inventory right now, and we just came off of a sale, got a lot of our inventory down, but luckily Bobby's found some great deals on some cars online. He went to the auction, bought a bunch of stuff, brought it back in here. That way we keep our inventory rotating. Everything is fresh. Got a bunch of new cars for everybody to come down here and take a look at. As far as financing goes, still got plenty of banks that uh, are taking any type, they're giving any kind of lending as far as your uh, secondary, primary, uh, subprime, we got just about any kind of lending you want. So we want to invite everybody to come down here. Probably the only dealership in this area that's got the kind of inventory that we have. So we want to tell everybody to come down here and see us. We're at 1015 Golf Avenue South. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call, 256-844-2210. Thanks, y'all. Well, here comes the coach heading this way. and. Uh, He'll be down here and joining our guy shortly, and we'll get his uh, outlook and the take on tonight's game. Like I said, I'm sure he's going to have more pleased thoughts than he does uh, disappointment. So we'll see. We'll take uh, put any words in his mouth, but I'm sure he'll uh, enlighten us. Yeah, like a coach, you have more coach team. Roger, you know, these kids fought, fought extremely hard right down to the last play, you know, being down 15 with four minutes to go and uh, have a chance to win this football game or at least tie it up. Uh, shows a lot of character to – this football team. There's Coach. Coach, you got us this time, buddy? Yeah, I got you this time, Roger. Thank you. Go ahead, guys. Hey, Coach. It's, it's Britt. I, we talked in the first half how, you know, both teams, this game, there was not, it didn't, was never really sloppy. Just a really hard fought game. Looked like a midseason game. I, I, give us your take on Yeah, that's a good comparison. I thought both teams played really hard. Uh, you know, we we made some mistakes that, that, that you can't make, but so did they. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, the, day, the game came down to, to two two-minute drives, basically. We had a two-minute drive at the end of the half and two-minute drive right there at the uh, end of the game and uh, did a good job moving the football. But, but you got to finish, and I, that's what I told them. We worked two-minute hard all fall. One thing we probably didn't work hard enough was that last 10 yards inside 15, 20 seconds. I mean, we covered it, but probably obviously not enough. And I didn't have us prepared right there, and, and we made a couple of mistakes that you can't make in, in two minutes. You know, you can't get you can't get sacked to let the half run out, and you, and you obviously uh, uh, you can't get sacked right there uh, at the end of the game. So 
that's on me. It's not our quarterback. It's me. So, um, you know, I, I thought we kept fighting. Uh, you know, we get we get stopped on the fourth fourth down early. We we turned the ball over early, uh, but we never really gave up. And, I, and like I tell you, you know, we had to punt twice. I think in the second half, but we moved the ball most of the night. And then our defense, you know, is just you know they're young and inexperienced, but they're getting better every snap. And and I thought as the game wore on, they they got better as, uh, also. Well, Briarwood's a pretty good team, Coach. It didn't like we were playing a nobody out there, and we pretty much sto uh, stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. Yeah, and that's what I just got done telling them. I said, you know, look, we, we have challenged you tonight, and we're going to challenge you next week with Gadsden City, uh, and that's by design. And, uh, you know, we w hopefully we can rebound and get a win next week. Uh, but even if we don't, uh, we are going to know where we are after these first two weeks. And that was kind of the, the theory. You know, everybody wants to win, and I'd love to go 10-0 too. Uh, but I also want to challenge our kids early and get them ready for region. And, and I, I think that's what we're doing. And we just, as long as we can stay healthy uh, after these first two weeks, we'll know a lot about ourselves, and, and, and we should be prepared as we, as we enter our region play here in a couple of weeks. Anything kind of stick out to you you can work on this coming week? I just, well, I, we got to finish two-minute drives. I mean, I, you know, uh, we worked it, we worked it, we worked it, and, and we have a we have a period where we, we work on the last plays of the game or the half, and and uh, we just got to work it harder. I mean, we got to do a better job, and, and I got to, you know, maybe have a better scheme in those situations. And uh, I thought we had a good play called uh, both both times, really. And, uh, you know, the last, at the end of the game, we had a little play we work on a lot in that situation inside the five, and it just didn't work out like we thought it would. The guy played it pretty well, and uh, we're trying to get Sawyer on a little little uh, pin route and, and get him open at the goal line, and it just and it just didn't work out. So uh, we'll just have to go back and look at that and see how we can improve that and uh, do a better job finishing there. But, you know, I, I thought that at times we – and I'm speaking offensively – at times I thought we – Maybe we're too heavy on Hunter, but at the same time, we, we threw it a lot. I, I say that. We caught a lot of pass plays. We, we've got uh, to either be able to protect a little better or we've got to be able to get open because J.D. scrambled way more than I want him to. did a great job scrambling, but he's gotta, uh, we've got to be able to throw the ball uh, from the pocket a little bit better than we did tonight. But uh, uh, it is nice to have a guy that can scramble out of there and make some plays. But, you know, like I said, defensively, uh, once they settled down after they got up 14-0, I thought we made a lot of good plays defensively. We just gave up some big plays. And that's, that's youth and inexperience. I mean, I think the more they, these guys play, uh, the better they'll get. I mean, because you've got to keep in mind we're playing six guys in the secondary or six guys of our back seven. We're brand new tonight. So uh, they, they really don't have any experience, and uh, this, this will help them, and they'll get a lot better. Well, it was a good game for the fans, especially being the first game basically of the season, Coach. And it gives us a lot to look forward to, and hopefully this will continue on to next week down at Gadsden Well, City. and I think the biggest thing, and I'm sure you all echo this too, it's just good to be playing competitive sports again. And we wanted to win as bad as anybody, but it's you know, hopefully everything uh, went well in the, in the stadium as far as the fans. And uh, it's just kind of good to be back in this atmosphere. And and, uh, and we'll learn from this, and we'll get better. And, and uh, if I know these kids like I think I know them, this will make them much better and much closer as a team. Good luck. We'll look forward to talking to you again next week, Coach. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All righty. Well, Coach said it all. Pretty much the same things we thought he would say. And uh, I think it was pretty evident, uh, Britt, that was the way the game went, Scott. And uh, a good opening game for the Cats, even though we come a little short on the scoreboard. Yeah, I think the big, big winner tonight here, Roger, was uh, just getting to play. Uh, the kids been working hard all, all summer long with a lot of intensity, not knowing if there's going to be a season for uh, the better, better part of the summer. And uh, just, just seeing them, uh, like Coach Elmore alluded to, just seeing uh, student-athletes out here on the field tonight competing and uh, having football back is, uh, is a great thing. Absolutely. Well, uh, for Britt and Scott, this is Roger. We'll see you again next week as we go down to Gadsden City for another night of 
exciting Fort Payne Wildcat football. Have a good evening, everybody.